theyeshiva.net. So we are up to Daf Yud Aleph, Amr Aleph, Rosh Hashanah Yud Aleph, Amr Aleph, one, two, three, four, five, six lines from the bottom. Rosh Hashanah, Nifke Dasara, Rachel Vachana. The wide lines, Yud Aleph, Amr Aleph, six lines from the bottom. Beginning of this sugya, <coughs> The beginning of this sugya on Daf Yud Amid Beis, the Gemara quoted a brayse, which brings a dispute between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yehoshua, and the dispute focused on a few items. Number one, the time of the creation of the world, according to Rabbi Eliezer and Tishrei, and according to Rabbi Yehoshua. In Nisan. Number two, the birthday of the Avos, of Avram Avinu and Yaakov Avinu. According to Rabbi Eliezer, they were born in Tishrei, and they also passed away in Tishrei. And according to Rabbi Yeshua, that all happened in Nisan. Just like the creation of the world was in Nisan, the Avos, Avram and Yaakov, were also born in Nisan, and they also passed away in the month of Nisan. When it comes to Pesach, when it comes to Yitzchak Avinu, they both agreed that it happened on Pesach, as the Gemara explains. Another argument between them was about the future redemption. When Mashiach is going to come, when the Gula is going to come, according to Rabbi Eliezer, nigalu, they were redeemed in Nisan, but the future redemption through Mashiach is going to be in the month of Tishrei, where according to Rabbi Yeshua, nigalu, the redemption was and will be in the month of Nisan. They both agreed that on Rosh Hashanah, Yosef came out of prison. On Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish people did not have to work anymore, even in Egypt. Six months before Pesach, already on Rosh Hashanah, the subjugation ceased. And they both agreed that on Rosh Hashanah, meaning the beginning of Tishrei, three people, Sarah, Rachel, and Chana, were remembered in terms of becoming pregnant and having children, despite the biological difficulties till that point, Sarah, and then Rachel, and then also Chana, all on Rosh Hashanah. So throughout the Ahmed, the Gemara discussed the first parts of the Brisa, the reason for the argument when the world was created, and when the Avais were born, and when they passed away, and when, Pes- when why both agreed that Yitzchak was born on Pesach, there's no argument. And now the Gemara continues to the next piece of the Brisa. The next piece of the Brisa is... And we'll now discuss this source. Why did they both agree on this? So he says, On the first day of the year, Sarah, Rachel, and Chana were remembered. How do we know this? Rabbi Elazar said, The source that Sarah was remembered on Rosh Hashanah to be able to have a baby comes from Agzeir Shava. We compare the word Pekida to the word Pekida. What is the, what is the, what is the word Pekida relevant here? So he's going to discuss, but we, dis- we compare Pekida to Pekida. Pekida to remember. Lifkoit. No, no, remember. Gedenkin, to remember. Asya Pekida Pekida, Asya Zchira Zchira. And we also compare 
two words, schira and schira. As he's going to discuss them. Ksiv birachal by rachal it says, vayisker elakimus rachal. In parshas vayetze, rachal for many years couldn't have a baby, but then the pasuk says vayisker elakimus rachal. Hashem remembered rachal, and the pasuk continues vayishmaile elakim vayiftaches rachal. He listened to her and he opened her womb, and she ultimately gives birth to. She becomes pregnant and she gives birth to Yosef. Uksiv bechana. By Chana, who Shmuel's wife, who also couldn't have children. By her it says, in the beginning of Shmuel Aleph, which is the Haftarah of Rosh Hashanah, Vayeda Elkana is Chana Ishtoi, Vayiskirea Hashem. Elkana, connected, Vayeda means uh, sort of expression of intimacy. He connected with Chana, his wife, and Hashem remembered her. So by Rachel it says, Schira, Vayiskir Elikimis Rachel. And by Chana it says again, Hashem. In other words, the way we're defining the gift of having a child is Hashem remembered them. Now, we now compare the word Schira, which says both by Rachel and Chana. When they become pregnant from Rosh Hashanah, we also say Schira, the Ksiv. The Pasuk says in Parshas Emer, Let's quote the whole pasuk. On the seventh month, on the first day of the month, should be a holiday for you. Should be a Shabbos for you, a day of rest, which is Rosh Hashanah. There should be a remembrance of blowing the shofar. Which you have to understand what this pasuk means. The Yerushalmi says that this refers to Rosh Hashanah. Shecholi is b'Shabbos, so you don't blow the shofar. But you still speak about the psukim of blowing the shofar in Musaf. Literally, it means zikr and trua, that on Rosh Hashanah you don't only blow the shofar, which is trua, but also zikrain. You speak about the psukim that connected to zikrainis, to Hashem zikarin of the whole world, as we do in Musaf, where we go through the bracha of Malchias and zikrainis and shofaris and all the psukim about zikarin. So Rosh Hashanah is also, and we call Rosh Hashanah Yom HaZikaron, right? The day of remembrance, when everybody is remembered. Now remember doesn't just mean he's not forgotten, but there's a focus on the life of every person. So that means that Rosh Hashanah is defined by Zhir. Rachel and Chana's pregnancy are defined as God remembering them. So therefore we compare Zhir Zhira. That says by Rachel and Chana we make a Zhir Shava from the Zhir of Rosh Hashanah, and we say this happened Rosh Hashanah. But we're still not done with Pekita, we're still not done with Sarah. We have Rachel and Chana. What have you said also Sarah? So that's why he continues. Pekita, Pekita. Now you compare Pekita to Pekita. By Chana it says, Hashem remembered Chana and she becomes pregnant and she gives ultimately birth to three sons and two daughters. By Sarah it says, in Parshas Vayera, Vashem, which by the way is also the Kriya Satera of Rosh Hashanah, right? Rosh Hashanah we read Vashem Pakadasara. In the Haftarit of Rosh Hashanah we read the story of Chana giving birth to Shmuel. The connection literally is because of this Gemara that they were all remembered on Rosh Hashanah. Vashem Pakadasara, Vatar, Vatelet Sara, Lavram, Bain She becomes pregnant and gives, a son, gives birth to a son. Uh, to a son when Avram is already old. So just like Chana's Pkida is Rosh Hashanah, which we learned out from Schira Schira, so now we compare Pkida to Pkida. So first we do Schira to Schira, the Schira of Schana and Rachel to the Schira of Rosh Hashanah. Once that's established, we now compare Pkida to Pkida. We learn out the Pkida of Sarah 
Vashem Poka, the Sarah from the Pekidah of who? The Pekidah of Chana, which also happened on Rosh Hashanah. That's the source of both Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua, that on Rosh Hashanah, the first day of Tishrei, Sarah, Rochel, and Chana were, were remembered. That's a good question. Nu, do you know the difference? I know, the Malbim says, I think, right, that one is active and one is not inactive, right? What do, what do they say? It says here that Sakira means the keeping of something in memory. The Kida connotes the taking of an action as a result of a memory. Right. I don't understand. The Malbim, who was very into defining all the words in his brilliant, brilliant commentary on Chumash, says this. That Sakira and Kida are not the same thing. Sakira is, I remember something. I have something in mind. Kid is, I do something about it. <laughs> it's a memory that relates and uh, uh, um, results in activity. It's not just, I remember you, which is also, I, I, I remember you, that's also something. I'm carrying you in my mind. But Kid is the schira that actually relates to, it, it results in an action. Yeah, I think that's what the Malbim writes. No, in a chenami, Vashem Paka keeps it, Vashem Paka the Sara, and then Vatar, Vatelet Sara Lavram, Bainless Gunov. The Pkida is resulted in the fact that she actually is Vatar. So Zichroin is precedes Pkida. The first step is Zechir, and then the second is Zikarin, and then the second step is Pkida, where the Zikarin translates into action. By Rachel it says, Vayiskir Elakim is Rachel, Vayishmael Elakim, Vayiftach is Rachel. So the potential for pregnancy was there. By Sarah it says, Vashem Pokad Sarah, Vatahar. By Chan it says, Kifokad Hashem Sarah, Vatar Vatelet. It actually happened. When it says, when it says Vayiskir, it says, Vayedel Konas Chan, Yishta Vayiskira Hashem. He remembered her. Right? He remembered her. There's, there's, there's active thinking, there's active focus. And then the Pkida is the way the Zikorin translates into action. What happened on Rosh Hashanah? It says, it says, <laughs> it says they were remembered on Rosh Hashanah. So some could some say that they conceived on Rosh Hashanah, right? The problem with that would be that we learned by Sarah that that happened only, at least according to some, it happened later, Sukkot's time, right? The whole Cheshbon the Gemara makes. So that's why, according to others, remembering just means that then there was, uh, Rashi says... Uh, the, t- t- take a look at the second Rashi on your Aleph and Aleph on the top. Nifke Sara, you see? Ba zichroinam letoiva v'nigzar aleim hiroyim. The second Rashi on that your Aleph and Aleph. Nifke Sara, Ba zichroinam letoiva v'nigzar aleim hiroyim. You see? Your Aleph and Aleph. You have your Aleph and Aleph? Ba... You don't see the Rasha? Bazachroinam Latoiva, Vinigzra Lemira. In other words, their memory came Latoiva. There was a beneficial Zikaran for them, and there was a decree that they should become pregnant. They didn't become finally they became pregnant then. Rashi says Vinigzar Alayamhiraya. Because that works with the Gemara, because it only happened later in Sukkis. All these three But they had children different times. Yeah, yeah. Apashtos. Yeah, so that's what you see from Rashi here. Nigzer aleim hiroyim. That's when the hiroyim was decreed. In other words, Rashi is not saying that they were that they became pregnant on Rosh Hashanah. Next, yeah. 
this question of Irkida, it, it actually happened the same over here in all three cases. In the because one, the, because some psukim, because the psukim that discuss just the memory focus on zecher, the psukim that discuss what happened as a result of it in practicality use the word pekid. That's what the Malbim explains. Both agree that Rosh Hashanah Yosef comes out of prison. How do you know this? Of course, in the pasuk it doesn't say a date. It says that Yosef was in prison. And at the end of uh, two years, Pare has a dream, and then he summons Yosef, and Yosef interprets the dreams. Where do we know that it happened on Rosh Hashanah? The Ksiv, the Pasuk says in Tehillim, Pei Alef, Tiku Bachayde Shoifer, Bakesaliyam Chagenu, Kichoykli Yisrael Hu, Mishpat Lelekei Yaakov, which this Pasuk we learned before. Blow Shoifer in the month, Bakesaliyam Chagenu, when the holiday is covered. What does this mean? So we already discussed earlier. Blow, b'chaydish, shayfer, b'chaydish in the month, b'keselayim chagenu, when the holiday is covered, meaning the holiday is celebrated on the day that the moon is not easily visible. The only yom tif like that is Rosh Hashanah, which is on the first day of the month. When it's very hard, usually you don't see the moon, or only a small part of the day. And that's when you should blow shayfer. So b'chaydish shayfer is not just the month, it's also b'chaydish when the, mo- the moon is renewed, which is rosh chaydish. Which this pasuk, by the way, is the, the exclusive source in the Tanakh that Rosh Hashanah is Yom Adin. Rosh Hashanah is the day of judgment. doesn't say anywhere in Chumash. This is the pasuk, Tehillim, Kapitel Payalif, which we say every day on Thursday. Well, what's the next line of the pasuk? And then the Pasuk continues, the next Pasuk, Eidus bihoisef, Samoy, B'tseisoy, Al Eretz Mitzrayim, Hasiroisi meisevel shichmoy, Kapov miduta averna. So the Pasuk, the Gemara says as follows, Eidus bihoisef, Samoy, B'tseisoy, Al Eretz Mitzrayim v'goymer, which means, right after, telling us, about the day of Rosh Hashanah, it says, Eidus bihoisef samay, but seisel eretz mitzrayim. Eidus means jewelry. Adi. When Yosef comes out of prison, and he appoints him, Parai appoints him as his prime minister, the Pasuk says in Mikades, by Yosem, Revid hazav al tzavare. He put a golden necklace on his neck. Adi, Eidus is also in Hebrew, Eidus means testimony, witness. It also means kishut, uh, jewelry. Huh? Adeisha, yeah, the jewelry of a, of a woman. Eidus be Yosef Samoy. It's when he plays jewelry on Yosef. But say, say, Eretz Mitzrayim, when he came on an Eretz Mitzrayim. How does this come in here to the Pasuk? Blow Shoifer, Harish Chaydish Tishrei. The only holiday when the moon is eclipsed. The jewelry was placed on Yosef when he came out of Mitzrayim. What's the connection? The Pasuk is celebrating what happened on Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is Tikkun B'Chaydish Shoifer. And that's the day that Yosef HaTzadik came actually out of prison on Rosh Hashanah. That's the continuation in the Pasuk. I took off a burden from his, uh, from his shoulder. Huh? Would it make sense to ask how did uh, whoever wrote this capital tell him no? How did the one who wrote the capital tell him no?
Either he, I, he, he, he had some knowledge. I mean, he had some knowledge. In other words, we, we accept, before you start learning Gemara, you have to accept Tanakh as an absolute authentic text. <laughs> I'm saying it's a good question. It's a legitimate question. I'm saying that's always the premise of the Gemara, that the Gemara accepted Tanakh as an absolute authentic text. It's not the prophets. It's called Ksuvim. It's the Hillim. It's it's it's. You have Torah Nevi'im Ksuvim. Not this is Torah. David was a prophet. I mean, yeah, yeah. So it says says as I it says as I Edus. What's the lashon? Take a bachet. You're going to get some kind of kind of Edus behoyse of someone betzeis shalaritz mitzrayim. Svas loy yadati eshma. Right. So the pashtus. What's Edus? Edus is jewelry. He played Edus behoyse. I saw one of the mafarshim. He teaches. The famous medrash that uh, that ah uh, that uh, that for, for a melech to be able to be a melech in Mitzrayim, he had to know the he had to know the seventy languages, right? So and Yosef learned Malach Avril taught Yosef the seventy languages. The problem is Paroi didn't. Uh, so he made Yosef swear, that was the Shavuah, he made Yosef swear that he won't tell anybody that he doesn't know that language because nobody else knew it either, and that's why later he couldn't tell Yosef, violate your oath that you gave to your father, that you're going to bury him in Eretz Yisrael, because then Yosef could tell them, you want me to violate my oath. You know, I'll also violate the second oath. So uh, that's Pshat. Edus be Yosef, some of it says, Eretz Mitzrayim. There was an Edus on Yosef, that he's the right person, because uh, Parai said a, a language that I didn't know, Eshma, I heard. I heard now from Yosef, Svas Yadati Eshma. That's the Hemshech in the That was the Edus on Yosef, it says, There's also a Vart. I heard this from uh, Rabbi Aaron Reich in Lakewood. Uh, one of the Rosh Hashivas in Lakewood. So he told me that, uh, he told them that the Beis Yisrael, the Gary Rebbe, once said that he heard from a literature of that uh, the Pshat and the Pasuk is that when uh, Pari was looking for somebody to interpret his dream, so all the Khartumim, all the experts, gave him explanations for the dream. And then when he comes to Yosef, he says, I heard that you know how to interpret dreams. So Yosef said, Bilodai, I don't know. Aleikim Yanez Shleim Pari. Hashem will, uh, will give perhaps the insight to Pari, but I, but I don't know. I don't know, I'm not an expert. Pari was blown away by Yosef. The question is, why was Pari so blown away by Yosef? And what did he say? He said that you're going to have a hunger and you should stock up on food. So he says, The Edus that Yosef is the right person is because Pari said, It's the first time in my life I heard a new language. Somebody says, I don't know. He says, nobody ever in Egypt said, I don't know. Everybody knew everything. Everybody knew everything. He says, the first time, Svas Dati Eshma. I heard a new language. Loyadati, I don't know. And so Pari was blown away by the genius of somebody to be able to say Loyadati. I don't know. So the basis Yisrael said that uh, that sometimes, you know, it's a language that people have to be able to learn. Svas Loyadati Meashma. To be able to say, I actually don't know. We sometimes live in an environment where everyone feels that they have to have an answer a rationalization, an explanation, a justification for everything. Everything. Especially people suffering. You could say, I don't know. Even Pari was impressed by that. So, Rosh Hashanah, Yosef comes out of Mitzrayim, uh, of, of, uh, of Beis Asur.
There's an interesting, uh, I saw some cipher once, it says in Parshish Miketz, they took Yosef out of prison, and what did he do? It says, Vayigalach, he shaved his hair, Vayichalav Simloisov, and he changed his clothes. So Rashi writes on the word Vayigalach, Mipnei Kvoid Hamalchos. Why did he shave? For the honor of the king. Going to Parah, he shaved his hair. So the Mepharshim say, why doesn't Rashi say the same thing on Vayichalav Simloisov? He changed his clothes, also Mipnei Kvoid Hamalchos. Why does Rashi say it only on the word Vayigalach, right? It actually says in the word Vayigalach, not Vayigalach, some lois. Some cipher says, because it was Rosh Hashanah. And the Shvatim observed the whole Torah before it was given. You're not allowed to shave your hair on Rosh Hashanah. This is Rosh Hashanah. So we need a justification to do it. So Rashi's justification is, Vayigalach, some lois, you're allowed to change your clothes on Yom Tif. Fakert, you're supposed to change clothes on Yom Tif. But Vehigalach, you're not allowed to take a haircut on Yom Tif. So Rashi says, Mnekvoid Hamalchus. So Apashtas, I thought, because it was an Indian of Pikoach Nefesh. You come into Paray with uh, disgusting long hair, you know, you can come out with a head shorter. Pikoach Nefesh, you're allowed to take a haircut on Yom Tif. Some cipher says, there's a shit of the Shach in Yeridei Kuf Tzadik Ches about a Nida. That Litzorich Nida to cut, uh, to cut nails or here before the Mikveh, Litzat Chatzitza. So there's a shit, it's hashach, that she can have a non-Jew do it for her on Yom Tif. Even though usually we don't have a non-Jew do malacha for us, but since it's a Tarek Mitzvah, so there's a hetter for it. Okay, the Taz argues with the shach. It's a very interesting argument about a woman who has to go to the mikvah on Yom Tif, dealing with the nails, and they hear through a non-Jew. The shach is moderate. So he says, based on that shach, the Kvayt Malchus, Kvayt Malchus is a mitzvah. Kvayt Malchus is a mitzvah. So therefore Yosef could allow himself to be given a haircut, even though he himself would not give himself a haircut, because it was L'Tzarech Mitzvah, because Kvayt Malchus is an Indian of a Mitzvah. Al Pipshat, without this pilpul, I once heard from the Lubavitcher Rebbe, he once discussed this Rashi, and he said, he said, he says that in prison, in many prisons they give, they give haircuts. They give haircuts in many prisons. That's a fact, yeah? Once a month, once in two months, they give it. But the uniform, the prison uniform, that's Chayk Val Yavr. Even those who are in prison many years, even the wardens, you have to wear the clothes. So he says, Azoy, haircuts Yosef could have taken before. He could have taken before haircuts. Changing the clothes, this was a Chiddush that came out of prison. So therefore, when you come out of prison, you don't want to wear prisoners' clothes. So he changed it to normal clothes. There was no expression that this is for Kvayt HaMalchus. You come out of prison, even if you're going stam home, you put on normal clothes. But the Vayigalach, that was a special Chiddush, because he could have had a haircut before. It wasn't like it would have been disgusting if he would have come that way. Or to put it differently, to come to Parian prisoner's clothes is not Kvayt HaMalchus, it's a Meridah B'Malchus. You don't do it. Mashenken the Vayigalach, this was a special act of Kvayt Malchus, because he probably took haircuts before as well. Okay, Svasemes also says, I once saw the Svasemes, he says that Rosh Hashanah is the day that Yosef came out of prison. Rosh Hashanah is the day that a person could come out of prison. In other words, every person is in their own, sometimes in their own prison, they're locked up, and Rosh Hashanah, they could emerge, you know, they can emerge as a free, a free human being. The new year creates a new energy that they're not in shackles by all the previous uh, confinements, whether they're physical or psychological or emotional. Next tickle, Berosh Hashanah Batla, Avoidim Avisenu Mitzrayim. On Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish people did not have to work anymore in Mitzrayim. What's the source? 
I will extricate you from the sevel, from the burdens of Mitzrayim. Uksiv hasem by Yosef. It says, "Edus by Yosef, same b'tzeisel et Mitzrayim svas lo yadati eshma hasiroisi misevel shichmoi." I removed, I removed hasiroisi misevel shichmoi. I removed his shoulder, Shechem's shoulder, from sevel, from burden. Literally, it means that Yosef was taken out of the sevel on Rosh Hashanah, as we just learned. By Paro it says, Sivlois Mitzrayim. So we say both happen the same day. That when is Vaitsesi Eschem Mitacha Sivlois? It was on Rosh, on Rosh Hashanah. Rashi says, Hasiroisi Misevel Shechmai, be Yosef Ksiv. Bosser Eidus be Yosef. This is on Yosef, so we make a Gzeder Shavah. The Marsha says that without Rashi, he would have touched that Hasiroisi Misevel Shechmai is not talking about Yosef. He says, we never see that Yosef was burdened in Egypt, in, 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 in prison. Hasiroisi Meseva Shuch is talking about Klau Yisra. In other words, the Pasuk is talking about, it's not Exeir Shavim, that it says by Yosef, and it says Sivlis Mitzrayim, and we compare this to this. The Pasuk is actually talking about the Jewish people. The Pasuk is describing here different things of Rosh Hashanah. The first thing is to blow Shoifer. The second thing is Yosef came out of prison. The third thing is that the Jewish people's burden seized on Rosh Hashanah. Hasiroisi misevel shichmoi is referring to the Jewish people. How do you know? Because it says by them, Sivlis Mitzrayim. So this is even a closer connection between the time when the Jewish people stopped working, the subjugation was removed, and Rosh Hashanah. It's not only the Pesach is talking about Yosef when we're making Gzeder Shavah, the Pesach is talking, about, uh, is talking about the Jews in Mitzrayim, that's how the Marshal learns it there. From Rashi, it's not Mashma that Rashi says, be Yosef Ksiv. See, Rashi is talking about Yosef because it's Loshan Yachid, the Pashtas, it's a Hemshech to Yosef, but the Marshal says, maybe it's the Jewish people. They were free. No, they weren't free, they were... They were just like we learned before by Yovel, when it comes to slaves, that Rosh Hashanah already, they start parting. After Yom Kippur, they go home. So what do they do for 10 days? Yeah? What do you do here outside by the, by the break? What do you do? Well, it was already in the middle of the Marcus. It was already Tif and Mitten the Marcus. They were already devastated. So they didn't, they didn't subjugate them. They didn't let them free yet. They still had them in the in the land, but they but la avoid them have we them in Mitzrayim. <laughs> as long as they can. But at some point they uh, they surrendered. Well, Pipshat, it didn't obligate them. It was just a, it was just a hidur. It was a chumrah. It's not like they had to keep the Torah. It was just a, an extra thing. It's not like they had to do it. That's what you mean. Huh? If you want to take a look, you asked about the makas. So Toisvus, the first Toisvus in Yeralof and Menalof, Toisvus says, "Mamish the first top Toisvus." Afal pishi is chilu hamakas menisin. The Mishpat HaMitzrim Yud Beis Chodesh Mikol Mokem Leposka Avoida Atishra The Mitzrim were punished for 12 months from Nisan to Nisan but 6 months later they finally said you know stop working so that also happens on Rosh Hashanah next I'm saying they must have said after the first month in order to get it to stop 
Then Paro, yeah, you're right, but he reneged. And they put him back to work. After yeah, that? obviously. And then after after by Tishrei, they 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 allowed them not to work. They stopped subjugating them. Benisanigalu. Next tickle. Rebelezer says they were redeemed in Nisan, they're going to be redeemed in Tishrei. How do you know? Kedisa. Basak said, the Gemara says, you don't need a source. Kedisa, it says in Torah. It says in Torah that the Jews left Mitzrayim, right, in the month of Nisan. Again, the Torah doesn't use the word Nisan, but the Torah uses the word, the first month, which we know is the month of Nisan. That's the month. They went out, so you don't need proof. But Tishrei said in Legal, how do you know Tishrei is going to be the future redemption? Asya Shoifer Shoifer. This is Akzeri Shava of the word Shoifer. Ksiv Hachit says by Rosh Hashanah, Tiku Bachoidish Shoifer. Uksiv Hossam, it says by the Gaula, the future Gaula, the famous Pasuk in Yeshaya Perik Chavzayin. Vahoya Bayoim Ahu Yitoka, Vishoifer Godel. Ubo Oivdim Beretz Asher, Vanidochim Beretz Mitzrayim, Vishtachwil Hashem Barakoidish Birushalayim. So we learn out Shoifer Shoifer just like. The tikkul b'chaydes shayfer is when Rosh Hashanah. So when it says v'hoye b'yayim ahu yitokav b'shayfer, you want to know which day? So Rabbi Lezer says it's going to be in the month of Tishrei, the time of Rosh Hashanah, because v'hoye b'yayim ahu yitokav b'shayfer God. That's Rabbi Lezer's opinion. Rabbi Yeshua, I'm a benisan nigalu, benisan asidin ligoyel. The future redemption will be in Nisan. Minalon. How does he know? Amar Kra the pasuk says about the night of Pesach in Parshas Boy. And we'll read the whole pasuk. Leil shimurim ula Hashem loitzia meretz mitzrayim hu alayla zel Hashem shimurim lechol bnei Yisrael l'derosa. Leil shimurim literally means a night of shmira. That's the night of 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 shmira of guardianship of Hashem to take the Jewish people out of Mitzrayim. But then he says, this is the night that is shimurim for Jews for generations. What, what does that mean? So he teaches meshumer lailil. This is the night. It's waiting. It's waiting. Meshumar is waiting. Designated from the six days of creation for redemption. In other words, first the Pasuk says it's Lel was the night designated for, to take the Jews out of Mitzrayim. And then the Pasuk adds it's a Shimurim for generations. What's Shimurim for generations? We were taken out of Mitzrayim. The same night is Meshumar. For the future goal as well. So this is Rabbi Yeshua's source that Benisana Sidon Legal. What does Rabbi Lazar do with this Pasik? What he says is Laila It's a night that for all future generations is guarded from Mazikin, from all types of damagers. That's the idea. Not Shimurim from the idea of anticipation, like Vaaviv Shamares Adover. It says by Yaakov Avinu, right? Doesn't mean he guarded, it means he anticipated Yosef's dreams. That's what Shimurim means, anticipation. Rebeleza says, no, it means Shmira. It's a night of Shmira. That's why we have the minig by, by Pesach night that we open the door. We open the door, we say, which represents this idea that it's Lail Shimurim, not only then, but in the future, as Rebeleza explains. And that's the reason it's brought to you, say only, you have to say Krishna only the first parsha, because it's a Laila Shimurim. This is the Shitta of Rabbi Yali Ezra. Toysvis just adds, the first Tais was Yer Aleph Amit Beis. He says, Rabbi Yeshua Tartish Amit Mineh. Rabbi Yeshua Tartish Shimurim in both ways. The Kulam Maidah the Meshumim and Amazik. And everybody holds that Pesach is a protected night. Kedemuchich Ba'arve Psachim. The Tikkun Dalat Kaisis V'loi Chayish Azugais. 
The Chazal instituted to drink four cups, and they weren't afraid of peering things together. In peers, which as the Gemara explains over there, has an element of, can attract shaden. And the reason is because Pesach is a lel shemurim, there's no issue of doing things in peers, in even peers, like Dalit Kaisis. You want to know if this machlaikas is connected with the machlaikas if Tishrei the world was created or Nisan the world was created. I mean, the machlaikas in our are connected. There's an interesting question that the Shagas Arye asks here, the Turei Evan asks here. He says, there's a famous Gemara in Edevin that if somebody says, I'm going to be a Nazir on the day that Mashiach comes. I'm going to be a Nazir. The day that the son of David comes, I want to be a Nazir. So Chazal say, he's not allowed to drink wine a whole week. Why? Because maybe today Mashiach is going to come. Like we say in the Animamans, maybe he's going to come today. So during the week, I could never drink wine because if Mashiach comes today, I'm a Nazir. And when am I a Nazir? From the beginning of the day, not from when Mashiach comes. So therefore, he's never allowed to drink wine. Forever. Till he passes away. Unless he's matir his nether. But as long as he's not matir his nether, he's never allowed to drink wine during the week because it could be any day. should have said, besides every day, but if it's any other month, it's fine. Because they say that uh, the ghoul is going to come either Tishri or Nis. And he says, how do you reconcile that with that halacha? So he answers that it has to do with the two times of the ghoul. It is what's called Be'ita and what's called Achishana. Be'ita means in due time, what we call the kates, you know, the, the end of time, the time limit. And Achishana means that it could be hastened. It could be hastened. And you never know. It could also be hastened. So they were talking about the designated time. But Achishana, it could be different. But I saw that the Sfasemes and the other Mepharshim, the Chesam Seifer and others say that it's Bechal Marakasha. Because there's two elements in the Geula. There's Mashiach coming and there's the redemption. And they're not connected. They're talking about the redemption. The Gemara says, Sfasemes says, just take a look at Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, for example. There's Moshe's coming and there's Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. And it's not the same date. Moshe came. He came. He told them he's going to redeem them. He told them there's going to be a redemption. And Fakert, he came and it got worse. And he came back and they didn't listen to him. And they did listen to him. They believed him. They didn't believe him. They got upset at him. They didn't get upset at him. And then after a while was Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. So the Sfasemah says the same thing here. It could come any day. You don't know. So you can't drink. Here they ask after Ben David Ba. When the gula is going to come, the actual gula, he says there's two statements. And the other, there's a Sefer Tshuva Mayavi, he says that's Pshat in the Rambam. The Rambam brings in Hilchis Malach, a very interesting Rambam. The Rambam describes how Mashiach is going to come. The end of Hilchis Malach in Perik Yud Aleph, the Rambam says, V'im yamid melech bebeis David. A melech from Beis David is going to rise up. like David, his father, and he's going to influence, compel all of the Jewish people. L'chazek bitka to strengthen Torah and Mitzvahs. He's going to fight the wars of God. So the Rambam says, Hareza becheskas shahu Mashiach. The Rambam says, if you have a Jew like this, you can assume he has a chazaka that he's Mashiach. But that doesn't, the Gula didn't happen yet. Then the Rambam says, if he's now successful in all of this, 
and he builds the third base Hamikdash, and he brings all the Jewish people to Eretz Yisrael, and he wins the wars. Then he says, "Areza Mashiach Bevada." Now it's not Cheskes Mashiach. Now it's Mashiach Bevada. So what do you see from the Rambam? He says, "You see from the Rambam, there's two things. There's a concept of Ben David and Ben David Ban. There could be different stages of Cheskes Mashiach." And Mashiach Vada, and then there's the actual Gula, the implementation of the Gula. So Mele the question of the Turayevin is not a problem because there's two separate things. There's Ben David and there's the Gula. And here the question is when the Gula is going to be. Rabbi Lezer says Tishrei. Rabbi Yeshua says Rabbi Yeshua says the month of Nis. What about that? That is from Ah, oh, so that's why the Gemara says Bechol, you're not allowed to drink. Because Shabbos and Yom Tif, you are because Muftachlem Yisrael that Eliyahu Anovi is not coming here of Shabbos and Yom Tif. Yeah, but That's what you mean. But I'm no, talking about the Chimay Sachar. So, ah, so the Gemara asked that a Masechta Erevin. Could be he came to Tveri. Okay, the Gemara discusses. It's brought. Hine, uh, what does the person say? Hine, Hine, Anoichi Shalech Lachem Asalio, Anavia, Lifnei Boy, Yoim Hashem, Hagodol Vahanoira. What's Hagodol Vahanoira? So they say, because the Pasuk wants to go according to Rebbe Lezer and Rebbe Yeshua. So I'm going to say that the Leon, L'fnei Boyoim HaGadl is Shabbos HaGadl, V'hanoira is the Chim Kippur, is the time of year, L'fnei Boyoim HaGadl V'hanoira, before Shabbos HaGadl and before Yom Kippur. So it works according to Rebbe Lezer and Rebbe Yeshua. There's a word from Rebbe Tzadok HaKoyin of Lublin, he has a sefer called Resisei Laila, he says a word, and a very similar word, the different style that Samach Tzadok also says in Eirat Torah Parshas Boy. That there's a machlekes and mesechtes and head between Rebbe Lezer and Rebbe Yeshua if the geula depends on tshuva. Rebbe Lezer says when Jews do tshuva they'll be redeemed. If not, they won't. And Rebbe Yeshua says bein kach, no difference, no difference. What they do, the Mashiach is going to come regardless. So the tzemach tzedek and Rebbe Tzadik says that this is the machlekes if it's nisin or tishrei. It's the same machlekes. Why? Because tishrei is as man of tshuva. Tishrei is as man of the avoid of a person. Nisan was a time when the Jew, Hashem took out the Jewish people from Egypt. It was an arousal from above without their own participation. Fakir, they were in a very low state. It was as man of Nisim Lamailam and Ateva. It's not something that they created on their own. Tishrei, everything is created through the void of a person. Tishrei is as man of Tshuva. It's a time of Yom Adin, Yom Echila, Slicha, Kapor, it's a time of, of, of Yom Kippur. Mashenk and Nisan is a time of an arousal, Hashpa from above without their participation. And that's why Tishrei starts with Tov, Shin, Resh. And, and Nisan is Chodesh Ha'aviv, which is Aleph base. In, in, the, in the order of the alphabet, Nisan starts in the order Aleph base. Tishrei starts Tov, Shin, Resh. In other words, it goes backwards. Because one represents the flow that comes from the source, from Hashem, so Aleph base. And Tishrei represents the response that comes from the created beings, from the Jewish people, so the avoid that comes from the Mata, so it's not, it's not what's called Melmaila Lamata, it's called Melmata Lamaila, it's not Aleph Beis Gimel Dalit, it's going upwards, right? It's going, the light going up from down to the higher space, that's the avoid of Tishrei, so the avoid of the person. In Nisan you start praying for, for Tal, Moirid Hatol, and in, in Tishrei you start praying for rain. Rain is totally the Eid Yalim in it comes from the earth. The vapor comes from the earth. The Eid Yalim and Oretz, Mashenk and Tal, comes from above. So therefore, Rabbi Yeshua, who says that the ghoul is not dependent on Avoida, he says, Benissan said in Legal. It's an Indian of Nissan. And Rebbe Lezer says, Betishe. In other words, it's not a machloikis in time. 
It's a machloikas in concept. If the geula is a product of Tishrei, or the geula is a product of Nisan, is it a product of Avoida, or it's it's not necessarily dependent on Avoida? What? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. No, that's the machlekes of Blazer Rabbi Yeshua. Blazer says it has to be through tshuva. Rabbi Yeshua says tshuva is great, but it's not dependent on that. Oh, so the Tzemach Tzedek brings that the halach in, in Medrash, the Medrash Rabbi Parshish boy, saw some keshitas Rabbi Yeshua. He doesn't even bring the shit of Rebbe Laz. He just says, B'nissan nigalu, or B'nissan asidun le'egalu. What's the raya? It says in Michek, he made seis chemerits mitzrayim arenu neflois. That the, the future wonders when Mashiach comes are going to be like the days when we come out of Mitzrayim. So the Medrash says, from here you see that it's going to be literally kimeit seis Not only it's going to be like them, it's going to be like those days in those days. So in Medrash Rabbah, the only shit is brought to Yeshua. So over there the Mashmol says that Allah is like Rabbi Yeshua. I saw one of the Mepharshim brings, we say in the Haggadah in Pesach night, hash, right at the beginning, Hilach Ma'anya, Hashata Hocha, Lashon Ha'bob Aradu Yisrael. Hashata Avdin, Lashon Ha'bob Bnei Chayrin. It seems redundant. This year we're here, next year we're going to be in Eretz Yisrael. This year we're here, this year we're slaves, next year we're going to be free. It seems redundant. Because Baradi Yisrael, who says we're going to be Baradi Yisrael? Even Jews who live in Eretz Yisrael say we're going to be next year in Baradi Yisrael. What do they mean? They don't mean stamp physically in Eretz Yisrael. They mean Eretz Yisrael in its full glory and its full splendor. So it's already redundant. Like Yishama Babi Yerushalayim doesn't mean we're going to be physically in Yerushalayim, uh, you know, uh, eating shwam in Yerushalayim. Yishama Babi Yerushalayim means to be fully in Yerushalayim. So the Chayr, it's redundant. The Pshat is that the Baal Haggadah didn't know if the halach is like Rebbe Lezer, Rebbe Yishlech, or like Rebbe Yishua. So he included both shittas. According to Rebbe Yishua, the Geula is going to be in Nisan. If the Geula is going to be in Nisan, so then the Jewish people are going to be redeemed in Nisan. They're going to be in Eretz Yisrael. According to Rebbe Lezer, that's Rebbe Yishua. According to Rebbe Lezer, the Geula is going to be in Tishrei. So Rebbe Yishua has to say, Rebbe Lezer has to say, that just like Bayitzias Mitzrayim, they already stopped working six months before. So by the future Gula, they're already going to stop working six months before. That's the limit why so many Jews don't want to work. They want to bring Mashiach. And they always say it's for sure within six months before the Gula. So therefore, you don't have to work anymore. So six months before the Gula, it's going to be butler. No, no, seven, no, no, avoid. But Mela, so that's what we say. Hashat, Hoche, Lashon, That's the shit of Rabbi Yeshua. That next year by Nisan we're going to be in Eretz Yisrael, and then there's Hashata Avdin Lashana Habab Bnei Chayrin. That even according to the Belazer, Betishra Asidin Legal, but at least by Nisan, at least we're going to be Bnei Chayrin. <laughs> you won't have to work because it's six months before you see a smile. That's That's a pshatim fadir. That's a pshatim. What? That concept not working because he doesn't. I'm just joking. He means I the know. sevel, the sevel, the, the burden, the, the stress. <laughs> That what? Something should start doing something because she is coming. Ah, ah. No, he doesn't mean to start. Yeah, yeah. I was just, it was just a. Uh... Mm-hmm. 
Vazak sto? Ah, very good. Very good. Okay, so that's the machloikis when it comes to when it comes to um, to uh, when the gula is going to be benisin or betishin. Okay. Now the Gemara continues. Va'azdu l'ta mayu. The machloikis between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yehoshua, when the world was created, follows their shita, their tam. As we know, Chazal always try to do this in the Gemara, what's called l'taime, or l'shitose, to show the patterns of thinking. It's not just the Tanoim had a lot of arguments about a lot of things, including Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua had many arguments. But what we want to show is that there was a pattern. Whenever you can, you want to bring out that the ideas are consistent. It's not stuff that's isolated, an argument here, an argument here, another argument, another argument. There's a pattern of thought. Because Rabbi Eliezer knew all the psukim that Rabbi Yeshua also knew. And Rabbi Yeshua knew all the psukim that Rabbi Eliezer knew. It's not like he suddenly came up with a psukim Rabbi Eliezer didn't know. They both knew what, each, what the other one knew. But they had a certain mahalach of how they thought, and therefore they interpreted the psukim according to their mahalach. It doesn't, in other words, machloikasin don't begin with psukim. Machloikasin begin with a mahalach hanefesh, with a thought process. Bimela, I already see the psukim in a certain way. That can come from a rebbe. It could come from their own shayush haneshama, from their own koiches haneshesh, from their own life story, from their own mind. Hashem made every person's mind in a particular way. And elu veilu divrela kemchayim. There's an emes to this mahalach. This is generally the idea of lishitasa. Now, the Gemara doesn't always discuss the original pattern of thought, but the Gemara tries always to find the pattern. So we have here machloikasin about Tishrei and Nisim. They're following their shita. Which shita? They have another argument about a completely different topic, and that is when the mabul happened, when the mabul was, uh, when the flood started to come down, and when it ended. This machloikas doesn't seem to be connected, but the Gemara is going to show that it's the same machloikas when the world was created. They're following their shita. What is this? Tanya. We don't price. Now, the next piece of Gemara is a very complicated piece. It requires two different sets of study. Number one, a good understanding of how the Psukim described the Mabel. And number two, some basics of astronomy. It's, 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 it seems like a little piece till the middle of Dafyid Bezo Aleph, but it's far from a little piece. You have here one of the. the <laughs> Central uh, themes of astronomy and mazolus, as we're going to we're going to explore. But first, we have to understand about the mabel, and then we'll get into the mazolus. So let's see. You have a chumash. I'm giving out for this. We need some chumash here. Now, I want you to see. It's going to be a very long Rashi explaining the Gemara. You mind just give me about your chumash? Open up your chumash to Parshas Noyach. Now you see, we. When we grow up in school, those of us who, who, who grow up in school, um, and even if you learn, you right away learn Chumash and Rashi. Since you learn Chumash and Rashi, so right away we have the interpretation of Rashi. You always have to remember that Rashi didn't have Rashi. When Rashi 
didn't have Rashi in school, right? That th- I think that seems pretty logical. If that's the case, you know, in Chalab they once had a debate, what's more important, the sun or the moon? So they debated for a long time, and the conclusion was that the moon is far more important, because the sun shines during daytime, who needs it? But the moon, the moon you need because it's at night, right? So uh, somebody once said, you know, the ideas are so simple, I don't need Rashi, yeah? We take Rashi for granted just like we take the sun for granted. But you can't take Rashi for granted, ever. <laughs> and you have to understand, what, what does the text look like without Rashi, and why did Rashi do this to the text? Not just Rashi, all the Mepharshim, I'm just using Rashi because he's the, you know, the most basic Mepharshim Chumsh. So take a look, if you have these blue Chumash, take a look at Parshas Noyach, I'll tell you what I want to do with you. We're not going to read the whole Parshas Noyach now. I want to focus on the Pesukim that deal with dates, because that's what we're going to be focusing on, dates. And how we come up with figuring out when these dates happen. If the Torah would have been much more explicit and detailed, it would have used the dates that we use. It would say, Yitzayin Kislev, Yitzayin Cheshven, Rishchidosh Nisan, Rishchidosh Tish. The Torah never does that. The date, na- names of months don't exist in Torah. We know that. There's no such a thing as names of month. Not Nisan, not Iyir, not Sivan, not Tammuz. All we have is the first month, the second month, the seventh month, the tenth month. Etc. The 11th month, we associate it with Nisan, Iyer, Sivan, Tammuz, as the Gemara discussed earlier. So we're now looking at dates, okay? So take a look, Parshus Noyach, Perek Zion, Perek Zion, Pasuk Yud Aleph. That's the first date that's given. Perek Zion, Pasuk Yud Aleph. If you have these blue Chamashim, it's page 21. If you have these blue Chamashim, I don't know if you all have them. If you have them, it's page 21. Okay, till now, the Torah is speaking about the preparations to the flood. Noyach builds the Teva. Hashem warns him about the flood. He tells him to take in all the animals. Now starts. Now listen to these dates. In the year of the 600th year of the life of Noyach. So Noyach is in the 600th year. On the second month, on the 17th day of the month, on this day, all of the wellsprings of the abyss split open, and the windows of heaven open up. The rain descends on the earth, 40 days, 40 nights. When did it start? When were the wellsprings? When did they burst open and the windows of heaven open? The second month on the 17th day of the month. So I know that this is when the Mabul started. I also know that it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. Okay, then the Torah describes how Noyach is in the Teva, and it continues for 40 days and 40 nights. Now take a look at Pasuk Yud Zion. Again, the Mabul is 40 days on the earth, very consistent. The water is so strong, it picks up the boat, the teva, the ark, and it lifts it up from the earth because everything is flooded. Even though the teva was on the earth, but now it's not on the earth anymore because the earth is surging, it's raging, it's flooded with water, so now the teva is on the water. The water is so, is surging, is raging with such intensity that all the mountains, even the tallest mountains, 
are covered by water. 15 amas above the mountain. In other words, take the tallest mountain and you can't see it. Why? Because 15 amas higher than that, and we're going to say an amma is around a foot and a half. So how many feet is that? 15 amas, how many feet? Around 23 feet, right? Around. Above the highest mountain, the water goes higher and higher from that mountain. Okay? Fine. Everything gets wiped out. Pasuk Chavdalet. Next date. A new day. The water is now strong on the earth 150 days. You just said the rain went for 40 days. So So literally, you would say, the rain went for 40 days, but the water was there. And the water continued surging and raging and, and flooding for another 150 days. Okay? Next Perik, Perik Ches Pasik Beis. It says, Pasik Alavaya Shoiko Hamayim, the water relaxes. Vayisachro Mayim is time where Rubasashamayim, the wellsprings close up, the windows of heaven close up. Vayikale Agashim and Ashamayim, there's no rain coming from heaven. Vayishuvu Amayim Alar, it's Halech Vashay, Vayichsiru Amayim, Mikhtechamishimum Asyayim. The water now starts receding. And at the end of 150 days, the water starts getting less. So this works. We have 40 days of rain, 150 days of flooding, and now at the end of that, it starts receding. Now the Teva finally finds a resting place on top of Mount Ararat. When? The seventh month, the 17th day of the month. So now we have a new date. The Mabul started the second month on the 17th. The Teva rests on the 7th month, on the 17th day of the month. Next, The Mayim, now the water is receding till the 10th month. On the 10th month, the first day, we could see the top of the mountains. Till now we don't see anything. All we know is that the Teva landed on top of a mountain. But we can't see anything. On the tenth month, the first day, we could see the top of the mountains. Another forty days, Noyach opens the window and he sends out the raven. Now, how are we going to say The Mabul started the second month. Let's assume Tishrei is the first month. Cheshvan is the second month. The Mabul starts Yudzayin Cheshvan. Okay, on the seventh month, on the seventeenth day. The Teva rests. So what's the seventh month? If Cheshvan is the second month, Tishrei Cheshvan Kislev Teva Shvat, other Nissan. So you're going to tell me Yudzayin Nissan, the Teva rested on the mountain, and then the tenth month. What would be the tenth month? If Nissan is seven, right? So Ear is eight, Sivan is nine. So it's going to be Tamos. Rishchaydish Tamos. Finally, I could see the top of the mountain. We have here a big problem. The problem is you told me that it rained for 40 days. And you told me that for 150 days, the water was surging and surging. And at the end of 150 days, it started to recede. Suddenly, you're telling me, in Zion Nissen, the table was resting on top of the mountain. In other words, everything became lower. But one second. 40 days and 150 days is how much? 190 days. How many months is that? 30, 60... 
90, 120, 150 is five months, 160, 170, 180 is six months, it's six months and ten days. If the Mabel started on the second month, you'd Zion Cheshven. So I have six months and ten days till the water is going to recede. Okay, so let's go through this. You'd Zion Kislev, you'd Zion Tevis, you'd Zion Shvat, you'd Zion Adar, you'd Zion Nisan is month five, you'd Zion Ear is month six. Chav Zion Ear, I can expect the water to recede. You're telling me suddenly that on the seventh month, on Nisan, you'd Zion Nisan, the Teva already came down. It came down on a mountain. Now remember, the water was higher than the mountains, 15 Amas. 15 Amas. So when the table was floating in the water, it wasn't hitting a mountain. Because the water was so high, it lifted up the Teva above the mountains. But now the water is receding. But I don't understand. Till the middle of year, the water is raging. So how do you tell me that on Yitzayim Nisan on the seventh month, it rested on Mount of Ararat? First of all, it's 40 plus knowledge, 50? Is that 40 is not included? The Pashtus. The Pashtus, literally it seems, is 40 and then is 150. At least how Rashi learns the Chumash. Okay, the Ramban learns uh, otherwise, but I'm talking now Rashi. This is the big problem in the dates here. We get stuck right here. Right here we get stuck. The second month works for me, but the seventh month doesn't work anymore. The seventh month, you're telling me it rested on how I round This is where it gets lebedic. What's the seventh month? And then you tell me the tenth month. Of course, I have to know what the seventh month is to know what the tenth month is. But I have here the same problem. When is this? If the 40 days are concluding the 150, so in other words, you're saying there's only 150 days. So you have how many months? 30, 60, 90, 120, you have 5 months. So you want to say Yudzayin Cheshven? So let's see. Yudzayin Kislev, Yudzayin Tevis, Yudzayin Shvat, Yudzayin Adar, Yudzayin Nisan. Okay, Yudzayin Nisan. Which is literally the day that you're going to say that it rested on the mountain. Still may be difficult, right? Because you're saying it started to recede at the end. It started to recede. And already that day, it came down. That it receded mamish so fast. Huh? That's twenty. That's twenty-five feet. Fifths in Amos. An Amos is between a foot and a half and two feet. What? This is the struggle here. So now, if you are Rashi, what would you do with this? What would you do? Huh? You saying thank God you're not Rashi, yeah? <laughs> I want to know when is this, and that's why. Okay, now let's just see one more thing to help a little bit of the drama here. Okay, what happens the next? Noach waits forty days after the top of the mountains are seen, because only the top of the mountains are seen. The world, the planet. The, what, what are you going to do with the top of a mountain? Are you going to live there? It's still everything is water. It's just the top of a mountain. And remember, you're dealing with the top, with the highest mountains, not with the smaller mountains. Okay? So now what happens? He waits 40 days because he realizes you need more time. He opens the window. He sends out his raven. The raven never leaves. The raven is Yatsi Vashayev, a gate, a gate, a fleet, a fleet. He's not coming back. So what does he do? He sends out the dove. He sends out the dove. The dove can't find a place. The dove. We don't know that there's tops of mountains, but... Doves don't hang out on tops of the highest mountains. They want nests. They want trees. So the doves are not coming. So they come, the dove comes back. Okay, so the dove comes back. Noyach 
Pasuk Yud, Noyach waits another seven days. Now when it says another seven days, it means the first time he also waited seven days. So between the raven and the dove, he waited seven days. He took back the... He didn't take back... The raven was just going around. He waited seven days. He sent out a dove. The dove comes back. So remember, you see the top of the mountain on the tenth month, the first day. Forty days later, he sends out the raven. Seven days later, he sends out the dove. The dove comes back. Seven days later, he sends out another dove. And the dove comes back with an olive... An olive... uh, a leaf of an olive tree. Ale Zayas Tarif Bafia. And Noyach says the matzav is better. That means there's trees, there's leaves on the trees, and he got it plucked out a leaf. So how many days after the forty days? He waited forty days, he sent out a raven. He waited seven days to send out a dove. That dove came back. He waited another seven days, so it's fourteen days after the forty days. Fourteen. No, the raven he sends out right away. Forty days he sends out a raven. The raven doesn't. The raven doesn't. Uh, goes around. No, the raven goes around. Oh, comes back right away. It it, it it doesn't come back. It just hangs out. So it says he sends out the dove. Now here you could say he sends it out right away, but since later Rashi says it says that he waited another seven days. As Mashmada the first time. He also waited seven days. So he waits seven days, and he sends out one dove, which is unsuccessful. The, guy, the dove comes back. Okay? So he waits now another seven days. What, are you going to send it the same day? You're going to have the same results. You have to wait. So it's now 14 days. Right? MS? 14 days. The second dove comes back with a leaf. He waits another seven days, 21 days, and the dove never comes back. Now we come to the last two psukim, which we're going to finish. Pasikut Gimel. And here are the key dates. Suddenly, Noyach had a birthday party in between. It happened to be in the 601 year, on the first month, the first day of the month, the water is finally dry. Noyach opens the lid. And he sees the earth is dry. It doesn't go out yet. The second month, 27th day, it's now dry. Rashi says that you have charvu is, it was, uh, there was a layer of like, it looked like a layer of plaster, but it wasn't really, uh, it was still, it was still not fully, fully dry. And then the second month, it becomes mamish mamish dry, and Noyach come out of the tave. So the Mabel started the second month on the seventeenth day. It ends completely. It ends completely. What do I mean? It ends. It's completely dry. The earth is dry. The second month on the twenty seventh day, and in between, on the first month, on the first day, he already sees that it's dry. Which day is that? Which day is this? So this is the issues that we have to grapple with. How do we make dates out of this? Is there a chronology that we could be certain of how the Mabel developed? Our real struggle starts in that seventh month. That's what hits us. That's what takes us off balance. On this, there's a big machloikas between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yahishua, which as the Gemara is going to show, is going to be consistent with their views of when the world was created. We shall continue this, Be'ezer Hashem, the next year.
Ararat, Turkey, huh? In Turkey, Ararat is in Turkey. No? Why? Really? The highest mountain, the water was 15 amas above it. Oh. Rashi says that the Teva wasn't on top of the water, the Teva was sunk 11 amas into the water. Which is normal, because the boat is not on top, it's not floating on top of the water. Which basically means that the water had to recede four amas for the for the boat to to settle on a mountain because eleven it was eleven amas but it was fifteen amas above so four amas down it would already hit 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 a mountain. Ararat is in Turkey. Maybe it was not the tallest mountain. In the area. Well, we have in the area, maybe. I mean, you mean you have the Mount Everest? The <laughs> Himalayas, huh? Yeah, you also have to know if there was a marble on those mountains. But let's say there were taller mountains. So what? The point is that it rested on this mountain. Oh, oh, so that's the Vart. So basically, it rested on Yud Zion Sivan, right? So it only had to recede, it didn't have to recede so much, it had to recede four Amas. It had to recede four Amas. From 15, it had to go down four, so the Teva could go down four Amas, and it went on a mountain. Ararat, yeah. I'm saying Ararat it had to go down four Amas to. Uh, you say that it made him Amas different heights, different areas. Every area was, it was. It was. Uh, you say 15 Amas above the ground. Uh-huh. Maybe the water wasn't even. Okay. So no matter where you would have been, it's the same pleasure. You mean wherever he would have been? You say every mountain. 14, the water covered 15 Amas above the ground in each area. Means if the ground the is mountain. at sea level, if the ground was sea level, it was 15 amas down with the height of the water. If the there's a big mountain, it was 15 amas above ground. How would that work? How would it work? No, I'm saying what would be the... Naturally, it's not going to work. Naturally, the mountain doesn't work. Huh? Naturally, the mountain doesn't work. So yeah, right. The mountain doesn't work naturally, but... Uh... <laughs> okay. No, the question is what would be Negea to do this? Because I understand the mountain. Exactly, this is the reason. No, because... So the water... Uh, how else does the water settle evenly? Yeah. Because if it's not, then the chesm is lost with the, with the four amas, because he was on Ararat. He wasn't on Ararat. He was I in mean, that area. the area, but, but if it's... If it's 15 amas above the highest mountain, so he was way above Ararat, not four, uh, four amas, but much more... Well, it says the table was 11 amas in the water. It was sunk eleven amas in the water. Fine, but how many? That's why it only had to. Half of Mount Fifteen. But if 
But if Harut is not the highest mountain, then right? That was his question. If Harut is not yeah. the highest mountain, so Lachera was much higher. So this thing is. Uh, so that's why he's saying that maybe on every mountain it was fifty yeah. namas. Or the or it went down quickly in the first. Uh... No, there was a says. Narashi says there was a pattern, but uh, you see that the Torah is describing that there's an evolution. It's not stopping. Boom, boom, boom. It could have made Azoy. So they have from satellite imagery. They have <laughs> a, um, a thing where they believe the Torah sat down. There's an imprint in the, in the earth. You mean in Ararat? Ararat. I don't know what. No, I don't know. Maybe there's an outline there. There's an outline. There's an intention in the in the soil, with the exact same dimensions as described in the earth for the size of the table. And where is this indention? Where? I don't remember. It's very conflicting. On a mountain? Well, I don't remember where. I don't remember where. Ararat? No, there was a documentary that they even found this. I don't remember. I just remember seeing this thing that they... Because there's a show on um, strange satellite images. They said images from the world. So when you're from such a far perspective, you can see different, other different kind of patterns. Those sorts of weird stuff that they find. But one of the things that they found is this indention. So in the satellite imagery... They find this indention <coughs> with these dimensions. You know, the if that's such a far distance, you could, if it's just a small little thing, you could see it because it's such a big. You have such a far perspective, so they could see that small difference, and you see that the and they outline it. They show you, like, you know, this the slight difference in the thing. You could see, they they said that if you make the judgment on the dimensions, it's the exact same dimensions as the table. Interessant. Right, how did it remain intact? Where is it, like in the earth, an indention in the earth? Like an impression. Interesting. I'm saying all the rains and all this doesn't, it doesn't, uh, doesn't eliminate it. How does an indention remain? Because the ice is always cold, isn't it? Yeah. So cold that it's maybe not cold, but warm. Interesting. Can't, 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 where did you find it? I have Google. Satellite imagery of art. Oh. Oh, 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 Um, Josephus talks about seeing pieces of the table. Is that what you're talking about? It says people were selling, selling pieces for souvenirs in this time. For the table. Armenia, Turkey area. They border each other. Right. <laughs> 
Yeah, they have a whole cheshbon. Why they? We're just looking at the picture. But they have a whole long cheshbon. Why? Why, why that is the exact same dimensions and how the ship would have been built and so on. No, well, the Torah gives it. Yeah, that. Right. I've seen National Geographic. It's not a much a hole in the ground. It's uh, I see. From far away, you can see it's probably when you're there, it looks flat. You can't really see it. Right. You need you need the distance. Some argue that this is not a Mount Everest at all. That's what? That is not a Mount Ararat. Where is Mount Ararat? They don't know. I don't know. There's so many. Uh, okay, but if, if, if this is some, even if it's someplace else, it would bring, be a very good case that maybe this is one of the chances you find something like this. Right. If the exact same dimensions. Right. The same thing with, with, with trees. You know, there are so many things. Wheels. Yeah. Wheels. Wheels. It was not. If it's from another era or whatever. It can be. It can be. So we have we have a struggle, we have a problem in dating the marble. The problem in dating the marble is that when you read the Chumash, and that's just very important, when you read the text itself without any commentary, you have to decipher what is the text saying. And the text is very, at the surface, is very problematic. We have dates, continuous dates in the marble. The Torah wants to give us dates, number one. But the dates are very unclear and contradictory. Number two, it's clear, you could say that everything just happened like this, but it didn't happen like this. It was a process. True, the beginning of the marble was not a regular rain. It was a unique rain. It was a marble. But once that took into place, the way it developed was a natural process. You see clearly, it took time. It took time for the water to recede. It took time for the mountains to show up. The it took the rains time. Were not regular rains. In the beginning, he gave Gishmei. Regular Gishmei. No, in Mamish, the beginning, it was a regular rain, you're saying, and then later it developed into a marble. It was just coming days. Okay, but the rain was also. Gishmei Bracha. Right. And then it developed into a flood. But it was the rain was also. That's where a lot of it Right, right. So this process of how things develop, the Torah articulates that it wasn't just, okay, the marble is over, the game is over, the, 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 the flood is over, get out of the Teva. No, there was a process, and Noyach had to himself see what's happening, what's going on. So this process we're trying to understand, because the Torah gives us the process, but when exactly, how do we time it? The main problem that we have is, we have the date of the beginning of the marble. The way that is defined is... As we learned, it says, It's in the 600th year of the life of Noyach, on the second month, on the 17th day of the month. Okay, that's the day the marble starts, there's no argument about that. All the wells burst open, and the windows of heaven, which is of course a metaphor for uh, where the rain comes from, the currents of rain begin to descend. They continue for 40 days and 40 nights. So there's a rain that's raging, that's descending for 40 days and 40 nights. So that's the next date. Then we know that the water continues to rage, and the Torah says in Pasuk Chavdalet, that the Mayim continues to rage upon the earth for 150 days. 
Then we have a new date, and that is, after the water is raging for 150 days, it begins to recede. That's Perich Ches Pasek Gimel, Vayeshuvu Amayim Alar, it's Haloich Vashoiv, which means it's going one way and the other way, it's receding. And at the end of 150 days, Vayachseru Hamayim Miktzei Chamesh Vamasyoim, the water begins to recede, to become less. Vayachseru means, of course, it starts becoming less and less and less. But this doesn't happen in one day. On the seventh month, on the seventeenth day, finally the ark finds a place to rest, and that is on the top, top of the mountains, called the group of mountains called Ararat. The water is still receding, and then in the next stage, in the tenth month, on the first day of the tenth month, this is Perik Ches Pasek Hey, finally the peak of the mountains are visible. It's not over yet. The peak of the mountains are visible. The middle of the mountains are not visible, the bottom of the mountains are not visible, and the earth is not visible. So he says, at the end of 40 days, Noyach opens up the window and now starts the process of sending out the birds. He sends out the raven, ineffective, the raven doesn't go anywhere. And then three times he sends out a dove. Once he sends out a dove, and there's no way for the dove to go, doesn't want to go on the top of a mountain, the dove comes right back, he waits seven days, he sends out a dove a second time, the dove at last comes home with a olive branch, an olive leaf, an olive leaf that he plucked apparently from a tree. Noyach sees the matzah of his banner. Which is in itself a funny thing too. Yeah, how come? Right, 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 right. Right. Huh? If you say, in the Medrash it says, Ganeidner to Sirol, I'll be pshat, you have to understand, because Rashi doesn't learn uh, all those things. Um, uh, it could be, the Rekhachave writes that a Zayis is a very, he brings that it's one of the firmest trees, a very, very sturdy tree. So it could be that it wasn't uh, uprooted, but that's also difficult to understand. Okay, but the Yoyna brings back a a leaf of the olive tree. He waits another seven days and sends out a dove, and the dove does not come back. And it's good. Uh, okay. What happens next? On the, now we enter a new year suddenly. Till now we're in the same year. Suddenly, Perik Chesed Gimel, in the year 601 of the life of apparently of the life of Noyach, because he's the one who was 600, so now he's in the year 601, on the first day of the month, of the first month, Berishin Bechad L'Chaydesh, finally the whole earth is visible, and it's already dry, Charvu. Noyach sees this, it's not completely dry to the point that it's much solid and firm and you can walk on it, that... He has to wait another month, the second month on the 27th day, Yav Shaharet, and that's when Hashem tells Noyach, time to rebuild civilization. Come back. Our biggest problem here is when the Mabel starts, it's the second month on the 17th day. What do you want to call the second month? Let's call it perhaps Ir. In Torah, Nisan is the first month. Perhaps call it Iyer. Perhaps you want to call it Cheshven. So let's say it's Yud Zayin Cheshven or Yud Zayin Iyer. As we'll see, there's an argument. 
Okay, it goes for 40 days and 40 nights. So now you have to give us another 40 days and 40 nights. That will go from Yudzai and Cheshvan. And you're going to have to go till Chavches Kislev. You need 30 days. So you go till Yudzai and Kislev. And then you give me another 10 days. Till Chavzai and Kislev. Till Chavches Kislev. Now you have to give me another 150 days. That is five months. Right? So from Chavzai and Kislev, I need five months. So I have Chavzai and Tevis, Chavzai and Shvat, Chavzai and Adr, Chavzai and Nisan. Chavzayin year is the end of five months. Now you're telling me that on the seventh month, on the seventeenth day of the month, right? The Teva rested because at the end of 150 days it started to recede. But what's the seventh month? The seventh month, if I started to count with Tishrei, the seventh month is Nissen. So you're telling me that on Yudzayin Nissen, the Teva rested on Ararat, but you're telling me that Tilchav Zayat Ir, the water was still raging and raging and raging, and it started to recede afterwards. So you have a big problem. What is the seventh month? The seventh month cannot be in the order of the second month. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You have a major problem. Even if you want to tell me, like you suggest, which is what the Ramban suggests, by the way, that the 150 days include the 40 days of the rain. So it's not 190 days altogether. What is it? 150 days. If it's 190 days, how many months do you have? You have 6 plus, right? 30, 60, 90, 120, 150, 180, plus more. Yeah? So you need to give me more than 6 months. So if you start Yudzayin Cheshven, you have to give me Kislev, Tevis, Shvat, Adr, Nissen, Ear, Yudzayin Ear, plus 10 days. At least Chavzayin Ear, if not later. And okay, I'm not now getting into a day here, a day there, because of the months are 29, the months are 30. We're doing approximate. But you gave me Chavzayin here, and that's what? That's the end of 190 days. So you can have the Teva resting on a mountain. You'd Zion Nissen more than a month before when the water didn't even begin to recede. Even if you want to take out 40 days. You want to give me only 150 days. You want to say, which is not the pshat, the literal pshat of the Pasuk is there was rain 40 days, and then the water was just living off its own momentum. You know what I mean? You have a flood, the flood is living off its own momentum, even without new water. You just have so much water that it's, it's driving the world crazy without any new rain. That's Papashtas. There's 40 days and 150 days. Even if you want to say there's only 150 days. In other words, the Vayik Hamayim is only, so how many months do you have? You have five months. And after the end, it says the water starts receding, and then the Teva finds a resting place. Now give me five months. So we started Yudzayin Cheshvan, we went to Yudzayin Kislev, Yudzayin Tevis, Yudzayin Shvat, Yudzayin Adar, Yudzayin Nissen. So Yudzayin Nissen is Mamash the end, okay? And what happens? And that day the Teva rested. <laughs> that day the Teva rested. You said that the water receded. And then Vatanach HaTeva. So you have here a problem. How do we deal with this? This is the first date we right away see we're stuck. We cannot follow the order. It would be lovely to say Chodesh HaSheni is Cheshvan and Chodesh HaShvi is Nissen. The same if you want to go the other way. You want to say Chodesh HaSheni is Ear. You got the same problem. If Chodesh HaSheni is Ear, what's Chodesh HaShvi? Tishrei, right? Nissen, Ear, Sivan, Tammuz, of Elul, Tishrei. So you're going to tell me you'd Zion Tishrei, the Teva rested on Mount Ararat. But you have your same problem. 
whichever date you follow, you still have your 190 days. What are 190 days from? You'd Zion year. Again, you need six months. So, Sivan Tammuz of Elo Tishrei Cheshven, Chav Zion Cheshven, and then the water starts receding. So, how do you start telling me that you'd Zion Tishrei, the Tevos the tev on earth? So, whichever way you look at it, you're stuck. That's the problem here. Okay? So, now let's look at Rashi and Chumash, because Rashi and Chumash is the one who is giving us the explanation. How do you read these Psukim? How do you understand it? This Rashi here in Gemara is going to follow exactly what he wrote in Chumash. Okay? So take a look Rashi in Chumash. Let's see right away. Rashi right away addresses this. Take a look in Rashi. Perik Zion, Pasik Yud Aleph. Okay? In the Blue Chumashim, it's page 21. If you have these Blue Chumashim, it's page 21. Okay? Mamish, the end of Rashi, over there, Pasuk Yud Aleph, it's the last Pasuk on the page, Perik Zion Pasuk Yud Aleph, Noyach 711, 711, right away, Rabbi Eliezer Oymer Zermar Cheshven, Rabbi Yeshua Oymer Zeir, there's a machloikas what Chodesh Hasheni is, is it Cheshven or Eir, what's my second month, we don't know, there's an argument, okay, Rashi right away tells the source, what's his source, Seder Olam Perik Beis, Rosh Hashanah Yud Aleph Amid Beis, this Gemara. What is Seder Olam? Seder Olam is an important book that's going to be mentioned here again. Seder Olam is one of the earliest, if not the earliest, Sefer of basic Jewish history. It's mentioned already in Gemara. In other words, it was available in the time of the Gemara. At least some parts of Seder Olam are attributed to Atana, Rabbi Yossi ben Chalafta, by Chazal, they attributed to him. And the Seder Olam is basically a chronology of basic history from Adam Arisha until the time of the Mishnah. And it goes through dates. And what's so important about Seder Olam? Because when, again, when you read Chumash, it's very hard to figure out dates. We don't know. It doesn't even say in Chumash that Yitzhiz Mishnah happened on the 15th day of Nisan. It doesn't say that Matan Torah happened on the 6th day of Sivan. It doesn't say any of this. We have these dates etched in our mind. But it doesn't say any of these dates. You have to figure it out. It says this month is the first month of the year. And you should make us say there on the 14th day. And then tomorrow you're going to go out, right? So we say, okay, it's Nisan and it's Tesvav Nisan. Then you start counting seven weeks, right? And they come, they come to Midbar Sinai. It's the third month. And we learn out, and then you make a Cheshven, six days, and there's an argument. It was Vav Sivan, Zayin Sivan. All these dates... When Adam was born, and when Noach was born, and when Avram was born, and when Yitzchak was born, and when Yitzchak Mitzrayim happened, when Golis Mitzrayim happened. Seder Olam is the first book that gives us dates, chronology. So that's why it's a very important safe. And you see in the parentheses, Seder Olam could even come before Masech Rosh Hashanah, because it comes from the Tanoim. So that's why Seder Olam is a very important, important safe. Yeah? From uh, in, in, in the Chumash. Okay, Gavalda. Huh? The Kashi didn't understand what Bachayish Ashri is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're trying to put ourselves as much as on the position of Rashi, who has Psukim here, and he's trying to explain the Ben Chamish Lamikra or the Ben Arbayim Labina, whoever is learning. How do, you, how do you understand these Psukim? Okay. So now we come to the first Rashi that deals with dates. That deals with dates. By the way, it's going to be important to note, the Mabel starts during the day, not during the night. 
It says, Be'etzim ha'yoyim ha'zeh, bon noyach la'teva, that's Perek Zayim, Pasuk Gimel, and noyach comes into the teva, as we know, once it starts raining. That's what pushes noyach into the teva, k'tanei amon, another Rashi, and not only that, Rashi, Pasuk Gimel says, Be'etzim ha'yoyim ha'zeh, he brings from the Medrash, that the people said they're going to kill noyach, and Hashem said, I'm going to bring him in, bring him in, in the presence of everybody, which is of course the middle of the day, not in the middle of the night. It's important to understand that the marble starts by day, not by night. The first date is, the first date that we want to deal with is, the seventh... That was the, the, but the day followed the night at that point, the night didn't follow the day. Right. The problem is if the marble started in the morning, say, so you miss it in, say, 40 days, 40 nights... So basically, your first night you're missing. So that's why you need to give me at the end another night, which is how you have to reconcile a contradiction in Rashi where he says that the Mabel ended Chavzayin Kislev, and then he says Chavches Kislev. It's not a contradiction. It ended Chavzayin, but you needed the night of Chavches Kislev. You understand? Because if you started the night of Yudzayin, so go Yudzayin and Chavzayin Kislev, the end of Chavzayin Kislev by Shkia, you can finish the marble. You can finish the rain. But since you're missing the first night, so you need, a, you need another night. So you needed Chavzayin Kislev and Moitzoy Chavzayin Kislev. So you had 12 hours of Chavches Kislev. Chavches Kislev in the morning, by, by sunrise it's over. The rain is over. Okay, that's uh, Ha'ara, but it's an important Ha'ara because yeah, people not, struggle with Rashi. Huh? It is a few minutes after it says it. Okay. You want to know which skia? The first skia, the second skia? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Which Ramayin Tam? Which Ramayin Tam? was after Rashi. Since it says in the beginning it was Gishme Bracha, so Lechayna he went Lekula. It was the latest skia, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Christ. What do you mean the first? You mean Rebbe Lezer or Yeshua? Yeah. But I mean where we're struggling with the, the date of the seventh month. Okay. So let's see. Perikhes Pasig Dalit. Perikhes Pasig Dalit. Vatoma Chateva Bachoider Shashvi. What does Rashi say? Bachoider Shashvi? Sivan. Perikhes Pasig Dalit. Sivan. Whoa. Chayder Shashvi is Sivan. Where does Sivan become a seventh month? Nissan is the seventh month. Shvi, Sivan is the ninth month. And if Nissan is the first month, Sivan is the third month. Where is Sivan the seventh month? So Rashi. Uh-huh. No, Cheshvan is one, Kislev, Tevis, Shvat, Adar, Nisan, Ir, Sivan. So Cheshvan, Kislev, Tevis, Shvat, Adar, Nisan, Ir, Sivan. So Sivan would be the eighth month. It started Cheshvan. So Sivan would be the eighth month, not the seventh month. From Tishrei, Cheshvan is the, Sivan is the ninth. From Cheshvan, Sivan is the eighth. So Rashi. You start in Kislev when the rain stops. You're starting Kislev is day one. That's when the rain stopped Chavzai and Kislev. Now, Sivan is the seventh month from that. Kislev, Teva, Shvat, Adar, Nisan, Iyer, Sivan. So when it says the Teva rests on the seventh month, on the seventeenth day, it's not the seventh month from the beginning of the year. It's the seventh month from when the rain stopped. This is the Chiddush here. Why do you have to say this? Tell me it's the seventh month. Why such lumbus? Because I'm stuck. If I don't say this, this is a senseless story. Don't tell me the story because it does not make sense. It can't happen. You can't have the water raging and the Teva resting a month before. 
when you're telling me that it had to recede and go down and down and down for the Teva to be on a mountain. But now it makes sense. Now take a look. I'm now going to go backwards. The Rashi before. At the end of 150 days, it started to recede. What's the end of 150 days? It's like Rashi. The day of first of seven is the end of 150 days. On the 19th of Kislev, the rain stops. 40 days are up. You have three days left from Kislev. You have 29 from Tevis. So you have altogether 32, right? 3 and 29 are 32. Shvat, other Nisan, Iyer is another four months. Is Kuf Yudches is 118 days. Why 118 days? Remember, one month has 30 days, one month has 29 days. Hare Kufnun. So 118 plus 32 is 128, 38, 48, 150. In other words. What? He means Chavzayin, including the night after Chavzayin. After Chavzayin. So what happens? Chavzayin, Kislev, the rain stopped. And now we count 150 days. The 150 days end on Rosh Chodesh 7. That the Torah doesn't say. The Torah just says at the end of 150 days. Rashi is telling us Rosh Chodesh 7. Now when it says the Teva rests on Yudzayin of the second, seventh month, which month? 7. The seventh month from Kislev. On Yudzayin 7 it rested. In other words, it took 17 days for the water to recede to the point that the Teva could land on top of a mountain. Why 17 days? What's the Cheshbon of 17 days? Zakdrashi, B'Shiva Asar Yoy, Mikan Atalamit Shoyisa Teva Meshukaz B'Mayim Yudalaf Amal. From here you learn that the Teva was sunk in the water 11 Amas. Now let's say an Amma is between a foot and a half and two feet. Right? So 11 Amis would mean it's deep in the water. It's approximately how many feet? Perhaps 22 feet or a little less than that. But it's a lot of feet that Teva sunk in the water. Now, what's the Rayat? 11 Amis. It says on the 10th month, on the first day of the month, we see the tops of the mountains. Now, we don't yet know what the 10th month is. Rashi is telling us here a secret, which he's soon going to elaborate. The top of the mountains you're going to see in the month of Av, the first day of Av, which is going to be the 10th month from when the rain descended. From the start. This is why I don't understand it. It's seven from the start. No, it's not. No. Seven is eight. Cheshven. Kislev. Why Kislev. Start Yitzor Cheshven. No. Finishing the first month. Yitzor and Kislev. Kislev, it's seven, yeah. <coughs> no, not. That's from Cheshven. You tell me the seventh month. From what, what's month one? After seventh month. month. The seventh month. It's, month one is Cheshven, so then it can't be seven. It's Iyer. Cheshven, Kislev, Teva, Shvat, Adar, Nisan, Iyer. Look, here. His question is usually when you say seven months means Kislev. It says on the seventh month, on the seventeenth day, the Teva rested. What's month one? On the seventh month, what's month one? Give me month one. If it's Cheshven, it's here. And it can't be here, huh? If it would have said seven months later, 
Fine. From the start. But you still can't say it's Cheshven. Why? It doesn't count because the Teva rested when? Yudzayin Iyer? Yudzayin Iyer, the water was still raging. <laughs> How can the Teva rest? You want to know why Rashi doesn't say that Cheshven should be the first month and the Teva rested on Yudzayin Iyer? And my answer is because till, till the end of year the water is raging. It didn't recede yet. You need more time in the calendar. So Rashi tells me, if you start with Kislev, now we made sense of the Psukim. Now the Teva rested in the middle of Sivan. You got it? I can't say the seventh month is Nisan. You understand why I can't? It's still in the middle of the Mabam. I can't say the seventh month is the seventh month since Cheshvan. It's still in the middle of the raging. So what am I supposed to do? I have to say it's seven. That's my earliest month. But how do I turn seven into a seventh month? I say that seven is a seventh month from when the rain stopped. Okay? Now. Which is very meduyic because, I mean, they all say that the Yomach, that the British destroyed everything. He destroyed the seasons. He destroyed the months. He destroyed everything. Everything had to be reestablished. So when he started it, it was established from before. Right. When you got to the point the rain stopped, nice. it has to start again. You're saying since there's no seasons, there's nothing it's happening, done. so your only cheshbon is when the, from the rain that's starts. Because that's like a new world. It's like a new world. It's like a new world. No years anymore. You have no other cheshbon to count from besides your rain. Yeah. Okay. So now, the Pasuk says that the, the water was on top on top of the mountains. It went, no, no mountains were visible and the water went 15 Amis on top of the mountains. On top of the mountains, 15 Amis. That means approximately 30 feet. If you're saying an Amis, 2 feet. Right? So 30 feet or a little less. But it was very, very high on top of the mountain. When do the mountains become visible? As we're going to see, Rosh of. When did the water start receding? Rishchodesh Sivan. That means 60 days it took 15 Amas of water to go down. 60 days, 6-0, Rishchodesh Sivan, a whole Sivan, a whole Tamas. Right? 60 days. So how much water is receding every day? 60 days takes 15 Amas. That means every four days is an amma. Every four days, a foot and a half or two feet go down. So 60 days, I get rid of 15 amas. Why? Four, four days an amma, right? So 15 amas takes me how long? 15, 30, 45, 60. Every four days an amma. That means, how much did they go down from Rish Chodesh 7 till Yud Zion 7? An amma in four days... 4, 8, 12, 16, right? 4 Amas. So once the water went down 4 Amas, the Teva hit a surface. That means, from here we learned that the Teva was in the water 11 Amas. Since it was in the water 11 Amas, so it was still in the water. But once the water went down 4 Amas, so I still can't see any mountains. Nobody can see any mountains. We're going to have to wait till Rishchodesh of to see mountains. But the Teva is in the water 11 Amas. It's already sunk in the water. The water is 15 Amas above the mountains, but the Teva is in the water 11 Amas. So when the water goes down 4 Amas, what happens? 
the water goes down, it could touch the top of the mountain Ararat. That's what Rashi says. Back to the question from yesterday, is the Ararat the highest mountain? Because if it's higher than that, then the time will have to be sunken much more. Not for that mountain. Not, not for the highest mountain. Good question. Good question. How do we know 15 Amas? How do we know 15 Amas? How do we know 15 Amas? That's a good question. The answer is, Perek Zion, Posik Chof, Chamesh Esri Amam Almayla Govru Amayim, Vayechusu Harim. You see? Vayechusu Harim. Rashi says, Lamayla Shal Goiva Kala Harim, Achash Rushwa Amayla Rashi Harim. It went 15 Amas on top. Now we come to Reb Isaac's question. Where did we turn Chodesh Asiri into Av? How did that happen? Av is Asiri? Av is Asiri. From Nisan, what is Av? Av is 5. And from Tishrei, what is Av? 11. Huh? 11, right? Tishrei, Cheshven, Kislev, Tevis, Shvat, Adir, Nisan, Iyer, Sivan, Tammuz. Av is 11. Elul is 12. That's the last month of the year. So how do we come now to Av? Next date. Pasuk Hay. Really? How? It's the tenth from Cheshven when the rain starts. How did this happen? Rashi says, I'm just, you're just undermining yourself. A minute ago, what we said, the seventh month is you started to count from Kislev. Now the tenth month, you started to count from Cheshven. Come on. Stop. You can't play such a game. Why don't you just say it's Elul? Give me another month. Instead of telling me that the mountains became visible on Rishchodesh Av, tell me the mountains became visible on Rishchodesh Elul. And why is it called the tenth month? Because we're counting from the month when the rain stopped. Kislev, Tevis, Shvat, Adar, Nisan, Iyer, Sivan, Tammuz, Av is 9 and Elul is 10. No, you're telling me now we're starting to count from Cheshven. <laughs> we started to count from Cheshven. So what's number 10? Number 10 is Av and Elul is 11. Why don't, why don't you remain consistent? This is a big problem. Rashi says, I don't have a choice because the whole Cheshven falls apart. Why does the whole Cheshven fall apart? Rashi says... Because you have to look at what's the next stage is. The next stage is, Noach waits 40 days. And then he sends out a raven. And then he sends out a dove three times. Each dove he waits seven days till he sends it. So for the doves, you need to give me 21 days. 7, 14, 21. Because he sends out the dove three times. He waits seven days and he sends out a dove. And it comes back. He waits seven days and he sends out a dove and it comes back with an olive branch. He waits seven days and he sends out a dove and it doesn't come back. That's 21 days. And then it says, after that, on the 601th year, on Rosh of the first month, the water is dry. Right? That's why the dove didn't come back. So now you need to give me 40 days plus 21 days. Charvo. Drying. Huh? There is no more water. There was there was a layer, a layer. Huh? No more water. It's mud. Like the parking lot. Yeah. The parking lot. Very good. Yeah. 
it's it's habitable. You could live, but it's not comfortable. It's not like salad, right? It's not geschmack. I mean, the birds are hanging out, but uh, but it's not the place you want to go. You say, well, like the parking lot here after a rain or after a snow. So he says, what's that? If the if the top of the mountains showed up Rishchaydish Elul, yeah. So now give me forty days. Is Yom Kippur? Is Yom Kippur? Plus, give me another twenty-one days. Rishchaydish Elul, forty days is Yom Kippur. Call it ten of Tishrei, nine of Tishrei, whatever. Now you have to give me another twenty-one days. Ah, right from Yud Tishrei. So give me give me Rishchaydish Cheshvan plus another day, and then the dove doesn't come back anymore, and then it says. In the 601st year, in the first month, the water is dry. What, what, what's the first month? You're already in Cheshvan. So what's now your first month? Cheshvan became the first month now. <laughs> so you have a big problem. So Rashi says it's not going to work for us. So we have to go back. So let's give it of. In the month of of, the mountains were visible. Rishchidosh of. Now, count 40 days. We're in the middle of Elul. The beginning of Elul, right? Let's say Tess Elul. 21 days ends on Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is Aleph Tishrei, Barishin, Be'echad L'chaydesh. The dove doesn't come back. He takes a look. Ah, the water has finally receded. The earth is visible. You can already walk on the earth. Now, the last date is on the second month, on the 727th day. What is that? Cheshven. Beautiful. Just like you started by Chodesh Hasheni with Cheshven, you ended by Chodesh Hasheni, and that means that the Mabel ends after a full year plus 11 days. You started Yud Zion, and Chav Zion Yav Sha'aretz. Why a year and 11 days, of course? Because it's a solar year. <laughs> it's a solar year. Remember, a solar year is not a lunar year. When you're going by the dates of the months, you're going with the moon. But the year, the, the sun... Count the days, 365. Huh? 365. You're counting 365. You can't go from your Zion Cheshvan to your Zion Cheshvan. That's not going to be 365. It's going to be 354. You need to give me another 11 days for Shas HaChama. You say Rosh Nasalvana, so it ends of Zion Cheshvan. So Rashi says, I'm forced to say that it happened of which is the 10th month since Cheshvan, even though I know the problem, and that is that it's not Geshmak to say that when the Teva rested, it's the 7th month from when the rain stopped. And when the mountains are visible, it's the 10th month from when the rain started. It's not the nicest, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not consistent. But Rashi says, I have no choice if I want to make sense of these dates. Now you have a question, why would the Torah do it this way, in an inconsistent fashion? Okay, that's a good question. But like Reb Chaim Briske said, Mir Vilen Vissen Vos Nit Farvos. At this moment, we want to understand what, not why. What you're saying is that the means from the year, and 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 means from the end of the from the end of the rain, and Bachodesh Hasidi is from the beginning of the rain. Berishin be'echad l'chaydish would mean the beginning of Tishrei, and b'chaydish hasheni would mean the second month of the beginning of the year. Yes. Now, another way of doing this is, but it's going to be the same thing, is Iyer. The Mabel started Iyer, Yudzayin Iyer, and we're going to do exactly the same Cheshbon. 
And the Mabel is going to finish Chav Zayin Iyer. In other words, we're going to substitute Cheshven for Iyer and we're going to do the same Cheshven. Exactly the same Cheshven. Everything is relative to where the table was. Is that correct? It has to be. Because Hare Aurora, that mountain chain is not the highest mountain chain in the world. So it's relative. Right. In the 15 hours, everything is relative to where the table was. You can't say it was on the other side of the world. In the Antarctic, there's maybe higher mountain ranges. But that's not where the table was. The you're right. You're right. Now let's now you now if you got this well, if you got this if you didn't get this well asked, if you got this well, now you'll see the sugya very, very smooth. Now it become very smooth. Okay. Now, if you go to the timeline in the back, you'll see, take a look at the timeline. If you have these blue chamashim, it's page 694. If you have these blue uh, art scroll chamashim, it's 694. Take a look at the timeline. It's very nice. They have here the two views. You see this, there's going to be a few columns. The first column is the day in the marble. The second column is Rebelezer. The third column is Rebbe Yeshua. And the fourth column is where it is in Chumash. So let's follow Rebbe Lezer. The Mabel begins Yudzayin Cheshven. Okay? It's, we speak about seven days before the Mabel. That's why the first thing is seven days before the Mabel. Hashem said, I'm doing it in seven days. Okay, so that's Yud Cheshven. Yudzayin Cheshven is the beginning of the Mabel. It ends Chavches Kislev. Chavches Kislev till one seven you have 150 days of raging. One seven the water starts receding. Yudzayin Sivan, it's on the Ararat. Till Chodesh Av, till the month of Av, you don't see any mountains. There's Chodesh Av, you see mountains. Yud Elul, Noyach opens the window and sends out the raven. Yud Zayin Elul, he sends out dove number one, which comes back. Chav Dalet Elul, he sends out the dove again, coming back with a leaf. Aleph Tishrei, he sends out the dove for the last time, he never comes back. And on that day, he sees Charvu Pnei Adama Berisha the second month, 27, Chav Zayin Cheshven, it's over, everything is dry, Hashem says, leave the table. If you go according to Rabbi Yeshua, you start your Zionier, you go till Chavchasivin, you go till Aleph Kislev, remember, you need 150 days, you go till your Zion Kislev, your Zion Kislev till one Shvat, Aleph Shvat, you see the mountains, Yud Adar, he sends out the raven, and ultimately Aleph Nissen, he opens the door, the lid, the cover, and the earth is dry, Chavzayinir is... If Chodesh HaSiri means Elul, you have a big problem. Why do you have a big problem? Because the top of the mountains, he sees Aleph Elul, right? Now, he waits 40 days, and he sends out the raven. So when do 40 days end? Yud Tishrei. And now you need another 21 days, because the dove needs 3 weeks. That's 21 days. So you have from Yom Kippur, another 21 days is... Beis Cheshven. Beis Cheshven. And you're telling me that when the third dove didn't come back, Noyach opens up the window and he sees everything is dry and that happened the first month on the first day. How do you call Cheshven the first month and the first day? It's not the first day, it's not the first month. You're off on two counts. It's not the first day of Cheshven, it's not the first month of the year. It says, Barishain be'echad l'chaydish. What's Rishain? Chaydish Arishain. 
Where does Cheshvan become the first? The first month since when? That's when Rashi's was Akorcha. What are you going to do? The first month since when? Huh? Yeah. No, it's not the first month since the Tanakh. Yeah. Mabel started 12 months ago. The first yeah, month since the dove didn't come back. Huh? The first month since the dove didn't come back. You need a date. You say, Barishan Be'echad L'Chaydish. So not Be'echad L'Chaydish. So therefore, we say that this is how it works. Okay. Now let's take a look in the Gemara. We have an argument with Rebbe Lezer and Rebbe Yeshua when the world was created. Rebbe Lezer says Tishrei, Rebbe Yeshua says Nisan. So the Gemara is going to say that this is consistent with another argument. In other words, their argument about the Mabel, don't think it's a different argument, it's the same argument. Because Rebbe Lezer holds the world was created Tishrei, he has to say the Mabel started in Cheshvan. And because Rebbe Yeshua says the world was created in Nisan, he has to say that the Mabel started in Ir. He has to. It's not Stam. What the Gemara is showing us is don't, think, don't look at arguments and think that they're disconnected. There's a pattern of thought. I, it's different arguments... If you'll under, if you look at the underlying logic behind the arguments, you'll see one is dependent on the other. So we'll take a look here at these two arguments, and you'll say, one second, no, I believe Tishrei, the world was created, and the marble started a year. What's the problem? Why can't I say Bachaydish Hasheni is year? Rebbe Lezer doesn't agree that Nisan is the first month. It's a pasuk and parshas boy. So why can't the marble start a year? What's the big deal? The world was created Tishrei, Adam was created Rosh Hashanah, and the marble started a year. What's the hechrich to say? This is going to be a long Rashi, because the Gemara just says it's Latamayu and wants you to figure it out. The Gemara relies on you. So Rashi is going to be the one who's going to help us figure us out. But what he's going to do is here, he's going to go through all the Cheshboinahs that he did in Chumash, and he's going to show that through these Cheshboinahs you'll understand why the Gemara is connecting the two arguments. Which in Chumash he doesn't do, because in Chumash it's not Negeya to discuss Rebeleza and Rebbe Yeshua's consistency. That's not the... Chumash he's trying to explain Pshat and the Pesukim. Here he's trying to complain about Pshatik Yamada, not Pshatik Yamada. That's why in Chumash he doesn't do that. He doesn't connect why you have to go to Ir. He just says there's two opinions in Chumash. And then he goes back to Rebeleza. And he goes back to Rebeleza. He sticks with Rebeleza. Yeah. Primarily, even though at the end he again repeats right. Rebbe Yeshua. Like he always wants you to know that there's an alternative option. He wants you to know in Chumash. But his Cheshbin, the, 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 the pulpulum of Rashi are all in Rebeleza, not in Rebbe Yeshua. And then you have to apply it to Rabbi Yeshua in your own way. So let's see. They're following their own logic. Now, Baruch Hashem, this b'raise could have been said in a very different way. But the b'raise had to put in another item that creates a whole new sugya that is completely not negated to the Gemara. The Tanya, we learned the b'raise. Now don't get confused here. Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says, This was the 17th day of year. Now, I'm just going to read the next few lines, but not going to explain them now, because it's that's the next piece. Yudzayin year is the day that the planet, or the constellation, the group of stars calls Kima, sets during the day. In the month of year, the wellsprings decrease because of the heat of spring. Because the generation of the flood altered 
they deviated their lives, meaning they behaved in a very deviant fashion. Shina Kadesh Baruch Hu Aleyem Aisabereshes. Kivayachol Hashem became deviant. Fehele Mazel Kima Bayoyim. And suddenly he brings up the constellation of Kima during the day. He takes two stars from the group of stars called Kima and the flood, and he brings the flood to the world. So, what's Negea here is one vart. It started Yudzayanir. But now we're confronted with a whole new reality. There's Mazel Kima coming up by day, setting by day. He takes two stars from Kima. That's the second element of the sugya here. Yes. Yes. You're wrong. It wasn't your Zion Eid, it was your Zion Cheshwin. And again, he goes through the story of the Mazel. But now let's look at Rashi. Rashi right away stops by the words of Azdullah Tamayu. Look Rashi. Now, this Rashi is the, goes to the whole page, but this Rashi is split into two. The first half of Rashi discusses the dates of the Mabel, the second half of Rashi discusses astronomy. We now want to focus on the first half of Rashi, because that's what we're dealing now with, the issue of the dates of the Mabel. Zak Rashi. V'ozdu l'tamayu rebelezer v'reb Yeshua. D'rebelezer b'tishrei nivra ha'olam. D'rebelezer m'tishrei minyan shnei ha'doyres. Rebelezer holds that from Tishrei you begin the count of generations. Why? Because the first human being was created Tishrei. So when was his birthday? His first birthday is Tishrei. So when I want to start counting human history... I start counting from the month of Tishrei. Naturally, that's when Adam was created. Therefore, I have to say the Mabel comes down in Cheshven. Why? Why? Because Rashi, Rashi is now going to explain two... It's, it's hard, it's easy to miss this point. You can explain two separate explanations. One is... Because the Mabel continued for 12 months... The, the Mishpat, the judgment of the Mabel continued for 12 months. Or Bechoydesh Hasheni, Beshiva Ve'esrim. He means, yeah, he means a year. Or Bechoydesh Hasheni, Beshiva Ve'esrim, Sheyav Shaharetz, Bemar Cheshvin Hoyel Lashana Haba. Since he holds it started Cheshvin, so therefore the second month on the 27th day, the water dried. This was Cheshvin the next year. It says Bechoydesh Hasheni, Beshiva Ve'esrim. The month before Tishrei, the water became like a grid. How would you touch grid? Clayish, okay. But it didn't dry completely. And that's the beginning of the 601st year. It says, on the 601st year, Berishon, on the first month, this is the month of Tishrei. Since, listen to this, since it's not called 601, till now, is the charaya that you don't count the generations from 
Nissen. She'im min Nissen maschilalim noisan. If you start counting it from Nissen, Hayalai Lichtov should have said, Vatonachateva ba'achas vesheshme is shona bechodesh ashvi alare ararot. Already when it rested on the Mount of Ararot, it should have said, Ba'achas vesheshme is shona shekvarnes chacher shona min Nissen. Because the year started Nissen. Here is the big issue what Rashi is saying. If you're going to tell me, right? So when do we start counting birthdays? We start counting them in Tishrei. And not only that, let's remember, we're counting everybody's birthday by Rosh Hashanah of Tishrei. That's considered your birthday, just like the Chinese do Adayoy Mazah. Your birthday is not the day you were born. Your birthday is the day that the year begins in the country. That's your birthday. So Rosh Chodesh Tishrei is Noyach's birthday. I don't care when his birthday was. In other words, he may have been born Erev Rosh Hashanah, Chavtas Elul. His first birthday was a day later. That's when he became one years old, even though he's only one day, and now becomes a second year. So when is this beginning, according to the Belazer? Tishrei. If this is Tishrei, because that's when the world was created, that's when you have to count. You're not going to start counting six months later, or six months earlier. So this means that if the Mabel started... Yud Zayin Cheshven, right? If he holds Benissin Nivra Ha'olam, so what's Pshat? The Mabel started Yud Zayin Cheshven because that's B'chaydesh Hasheni, so then Chaydesh Sivin was already Shnas, Sheish Meyes Va'achas Shana L'chayinoyach, it was already 601, because Nissin is the birthday, because Benissin Nivra Ha'olam. So why does the Pasuk wait to identify a new year in Noyach's life till the end of the Mabel in Tishrei? Right? It should have already said Sivan is already a new year because it passed it doesn't this. Say anything. It doesn't say it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't That's my point. When you start the Mabel, you tell me it was the 600th year of Noyach. When you come to the next Rishchaydish Tishrei, you tell me it was 601. But if you believe in this in so then the 601 should have been already. When the Teva comes down on Mount Ararat, which is the month of Sivan, because Nisan passed. Those are that month of seven was seven. It's the seventh month from when the rain stopped. Like it says in Seder And this is Rabbi Eliezer. When you start counting from Yitzhak and Cheshwin 190 days. Forty days for rain. And another hundred and fifty, where the earth is raging. It ends on one seven. That day it starts receding. And it continues to recede until the month of Av, the tenth month from when the rain descends. And on the first day of Av, the peak of the mountains are visible. It took two months for it to go down 15 Amas. It says in the Pasuk that the water was covered, the mountains were covered 15 Amas. It took two months to go down 15 Amas, so that the top of the mountains can be visible. We learn, It took an Amma, four days. So 60 days is 15 Amas. Four days in Amma, 
right? Every four days, one Amma. So therefore, four, eight, twelve, sixteen, in sixteen days, you have four Amas. In sixteen days, yeah, 15 Amas. The table was sunk in the water 11 Amas. So how high was she floating on top of the mountain? Only 4 Amas, right? Because she was inside the water 11 Amas. And the water is higher than the mountains 15 Amas. So how high is she floating on top of the mountain? Only four. She's not 15 amas on top of the mountain because she's not floating on top of the water. She's floating in the water. So when the water goes down four amas, what happens? She hits the mountain. According to this, what does it mean? If nisin nivra the Torah should have given me a year change right at this date. Sivan should have been my year change. Should have said, Bishnas, Sheish Meyes, Va'achas Shona. On the seventh month, Yud Zayin Sivin, Vatana Chateva because you went through Nissan already. You gave you you're in a new year. Noyach's birthday was celebrated in the Teva. The birthday cake was Rishchodesh Nissan. You're already two two and a half months after his birthday. That's the same right of, 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 of also. One second. Rabbi Yeshua holds that birthdays and human history begins Nissan Yared Hamabel beir. He says the marble came down the ear. Who kislev? So when did the teva rest? Kislev. If Rabbi Yeshua holds so kislev is a new year. So the Torah should have said that teva rested in the six hundredth and one year of Mayach. But he doesn't hold that because the Shana is Mishadesh is Benissen. So it works beautifully. So that's why the Torah will only identify a new year after Rishchidesh Nissen. When? When the earth becomes dry. When is that? Rishchidesh Nissen. That's Noyach's birthday. That's the beginning of Noyach's 601st year. And according to the Belazer, when will the Torah change his birthday? Rishchidesh Tishrei. And that's exactly when the water dries. It can't do it any earlier. So if Rebbe Lezer would hold, he couldn't hold this whole cheshben. He had to change his cheshben. Because he holds, so he's forced to say, the marble starts cheshben. Because if birthdays have to start tishrei, not nissen. doesn't make sense to start birthdays six months later. If So we say, we're celebrating, not your individual birthday, we're celebrating the birthday, so to speak, of every human being. Uh, of the world, of the humanity. Humanity was born. holds that what? That He has to hold that the marble started in the year. He can't say the marble started in Cheshvan. Why? Because if it started in Cheshvan, it, it, uh, it should have been one at You have to change your year in a different time. If according to Rabbi Yeshua, the marble started in Cheshvan, so when was Vatanach? Sivan. So it was after Rishchodesh Nissen. So but you should have said it was a 601st year. Huh? It's the same thing for both. The question is, you mentioned the Ramban. She did it the 40 days from that. Oh. It does. I'll tell you in a second. I'm, 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 tomorrow there's no shear. Just tomorrow. Huh? Forget already up to that point. You better tell me now. 
I'm a, I'm at a lecture in Bell Harbor, and the play whatever it's not coming in early enough. Friday back. To yeah, Friday back. The stipechazan and the Rashi Morgan. The Ramban gives us one mila. The Ramban does a geshmaka thing. We don't have to make the changes that Rashi made. That one change the Ramban eliminates. Why? Because he says, yeah, very nice. Why? He says it's a nice shot. He says because since the forty days were part of the hundred and fifty days. So you took off 40 days, right? From 190 you went to 150. So basically it's five months. Okay? So if it starts with Zion Cheshven, so it's Kislev, Tevis, Shvat, Adar, Nisan. Okay? So around your Zion Nisan, you have the end of the raging, and now the water could start receding. So if that's the case, what you could do is, you could do uh, that the, the seventh month, right, is from the beginning. So you don't have to start off from this Yes. So both are from the beginning. The right. three and the right. three. Okay. Okay. Be from the beginning. Right. Okay. So it could be Tamus. So it could be Tamus. You understand? Instead of of, you make it Tamus. Well, you're not having classes tomorrow. This guy is so fast, unbelievable. But what you're going to have to later with the Cheshman? You have to work it backwards now. So the Ramban goes through. The Ramban goes through. Right here, right here in the Rashi's area. It's a long, long Ramban. What? Huh? The Bible says the with the I just want to say one word. From Rashi, it's mashma that there's also one more riot, even though it's not so articulate, but right in the beginning. And that is, once you say Betishinivra Oilam, you have to say that it started Cheshvan, because of the Cheshvan we made. Or the other way, if you say Nisan, it started Iyer. We also have a tradition that the Mishpat went for 12 months. So once you say, once you say, right, that it started... You say, once you petition Divra Oilam and you say it started with Chaydash Cheshvan, right? So the Chaydah, why don't you, you, you so, so it also has to end in Cheshvan, right? It also has to end in Cheshvan. Huh? Cheshvan is going to be already. I'm just saying it has to end in Cheshvan. Why? It's going to be the No, it'll be in Cheshvan. It'll be in Cheshvan. That stays. Has given? You understood? Oh, <laughs>
he's the right of the side of the but he never understood that he was not the side of the In the soul of that, the Luna. Yeah, in the, oh, in the lunar, so does it have a long right. I thought days, days, nothing, 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 it says Chamei Tveria remained, right? Chamei right. Tveria. <laughs> That's only from the one that was roasted, the one that... Uh, the hot ones. The, the cooked the fish. The hot ones. They are going to look for the Mount Arunas, and you are going to... Not Yellowstone, not Yellowstone, like you told me. <laughs> <laughs> for the next year, we're going to need a globe, and we're going to need some other stuff. A globe I have, I just don't have the planet belt. Anybody would have that, maybe? A ball with the planets? Huh? Yeah, you have? You could bring Friday. Could bring. I mean, the constellation is really reverse rotations between the sun and the earth. That's yeah. what it is. <gasps> no, it's not. Well, a ball. No, no, no. Is that a ball? No, no he's okay, talking about the belt, uh, the solar in the right. solar right. system. What do you, What do you have? You rotate oh, a globe. Yeah. You mean a what a yeah. globe, globe of Earth? Rabbi, you want the whole module of the planets? Yeah. We're gonna need it. I mean, not sure. Maybe we're on a on a on a screen. On a screen or on a. Subject. No, we have a globe here. That's fine. In the office, here, there's a globe. Okay. Well. So, what do you have? What do you have? I mean, of the Earth. Of the Earth. No, we have. What belt are you talking about? The Mazalists are called. You know, Claire, Shirt, constellations. Huh? Huh? I never thought such a thing. Huh? I never thought such a thing. I mean, you can draw it, but. Uh... I saw a word from the Bnei Soschar. He says. Why does it say Basiri Be'echad Lechaydish Niru Rashi Aharim and make it so confusing? Even Rashi himself says it's confusing. When really Asiri Be'echad Lechaydish, we type as Rashaydish Tevis. When you start Nissan, the tenth month is Tevis. So Basiri Be'echad Lechaydish is Rashaydish Tevis, Niru Rashi Aharim. So he says, because the Torah doesn't just discuss dates, the Torah also discusses. The pnimi is the ketoichen of every date. What's the meaning of this? So he says a very interesting vart. There's one day a year, there's one day a year that there's two mitzvahs connected to re'iyah, to seeing. Which day? Only one day a year that there's two mitzvahs in seeing something. You know which day? Rishchodesh Tevis. Why? Every Rish Chodesh does a mitzvah kazeh re'eva kaddish. That the Edis, Bezdin, and the Edis Jews have to look look at the moon and be mekaddish the Chodesh. That's every Rish Chodesh. But Rish Chodesh Tevis is another mitzvah of re'iyah. Chanukah. Chanukah, right? There's even a special bracha. Haroyah ner Chanukah. Even on re'iyah, re'iyah ner Chanukah. There's a special mitzvah, special bracha on it. 
So he says, the only day that there's two mitzvahs connected to the Iyya. Now it says, Azai, that the world was created, generally the world exists through the Avoidus HaTachtoinim, through the Avoid of of Bereshiz, Bishvila Torah, Bishvila Yisra. When you start Nisan, when you start Nisan, it's Tevis. So he says, in the beginning, before before there was a person, the world was created because Hashem, because Hashem anticipated what the Avayda is going to look like. And because he anticipated what the Avayda is going to look like, that is what created the Hisairus, Lamaila, to create the world. Even though they weren't here yet. But the anticipation of what the Avayda is going to look, what the relationship is going to look like, that triggered Kivayachal, this error is to create the world. Later, once the world is created, so then it's the avoider that actually generates the continuous flow of creation. But in the beginning, there was no Yisarus uh, Adelosati no yet. There was no arousal from below. But the anticipation of what it's going to look like, what the relationship is going to look like, already, so to speak, got God excited to create the world. Kevayoch. He said, by the marble again, there was no... Uh, there was no, uh, there was no avoid. The world was destroyed. There was no world again. So he said, "Basidi be'echad lechaydish niru rashi aharem." He says, "Every nivra and changes in meberishes was created from a different oyer that was based on a particular type of mitzvah or avoda that Hashem anticipated." In other words, for this to be created, it was this avoda that triggers the desire. For this to be created, it's another avoda that triggers the desire. So he says, what was the avoda that creates the Niru Rashi Yaharim? The visibility of the top of the mountains, which is the first visibility of earth. The earth was covered in water, just like in the first day of creation. What's the avoda that he imagined that is going to create by him the Indian to make the earth visible? So he says, the avoda of Re'iyah. What's the avoda of Re'iyah? When is that? Rishchidosh Tevis. Rishchidosh Tevis, you have the mitzvah of Re'iyah's HaChidosh and Re'iyah's Ner Chanukah. So he says, The remez is that what was the schus, the schus malmata that triggered the inspiration that it should be niru that he took the water away. It was the avoid of basiri which is the avoid of rishchaydish tevis. And even though I'll be pshat, it's not rishchaydish tevis. Like we have the whole pilpul, which is it's of, but the Torah was meramazin in these words. To explain not only what happened and when it happened, but why it happened. So the, in, in the in the in the Vua of Bilam, doesn't he speak of a Rosh there also and there it refers to the office? Meroish Tsuri Merenu umigvoyas ashurenu. That's what the Bnei Sascha writes. I think in Khaidish Tevis or Khaidish Kislov, Khaidish Tevis. I'm sorry, what? Both. One follows when the rain ended, one follows when the rain began. Which one would have been more... I don't know. The, the, the question I have is that... is when it began. But you can't say when it began. Because then the table wouldn't rest. <laughs> wouldn't rest. The question I have is that Torah devotes so much to all these dates and it's all confusing the details, but are there some commentaries what the entire overview is why the Torah is so interested in all these things because the lines don't connect so easily there must be some 
you know, initial view, you know, overview why it's important, because otherwise it wouldn't be there. So here we have one example. This is what the B'day Yisrael explains here. I'm speaking about not one detail. I'm speaking about the the initial view. Why, why, you know, from... You want to know why we're so interested in dates? No. Why the Torah is so interested in all these dates? Because from a simple person's perspective, the world was destroyed and there's a new world order. Why all these details? I think one reason perhaps the Torah wants us to know all the dates is, because really, this is maybe one of the strongest features of Judaism, that everything is dated. Everything could be ultimately traced back to dates. I'll give an example in the world of halacha, right? There's not one chumrah, there's not one hidur, there's not one mitzvah, there's not one minhik, yeah, that lives in Judaism in a vacuum. In other words, a rabbi decided, this is what we have to do. Anything that any Jew who's educated in Torah does can be traced back exactly to the date to the person, to the author, to the time that it developed, it evolved, how, why, and where it fits into the context of halacha. Take a chumna like not eating a brachts on Pesach. Take a chumna like a, 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 a gzeri not to eat kidneys on Pesach. Right? Take a minik to wear a yamalka by davening. Or to put on a gartel by davening. Or anything. And you could right away say, this is minatayra, this is Midir Abbanon. this is a Minhig, this is a Chumra, this is a Hidur, this is a Meshagas, this is Shtik, this is somebody just trying to outsmart somebody else, this is cultural norms, right? This is obsession. Whatever it is, there's no Hefkeris. cult norms or cultural norms? I said cultural norms. This is copied from this, this is copied from that. Because everything is dates. And not only that, we, took, we talk today, we trace back Jewish history till Sari Menu and back till Adam Arisha. Literally, we have person to person to person. Going back from today, we can go back all the way till Yitzchak, Sara, Avraham, Noyach, Mesushalach, Hanoich, Adam. Because I think the Torah wanted to give the Jewish people and humanity that appreciation, that link, that sense of cohesiveness and integration. There's no hefkedas, there's no lies, there's no superficiality, there's no inventions that people just invent. I mean, again, a lot of people who are educated with Judaism don't know this. They think it's complete hefkedas, especially in certain communities, very yes, firm. That's why in our culture they don't learn any dates or anything, so it's all confused. Right. So when you don't learn dates, everything is everything, right? So you're saying that the dates... The the dates give us the authenticity. It's the, it's a ring. It's the it's the emblem of an authenticity. When, where, what? There's a system. There's a system. Everything can be traced back. I was told that we don't really know the origin of our coffers, for example. Cannot put the finger on it. Started here by some. But we know what's not the origin of a coffers. We know that it's not in Chumash, we know that it's not in Bavli, we know that it's not in Yerushalmi, we know that it's not in Tur, we know that it's not in Shulchan Aruch, we know that it's not in the, in the, in the, in the, in the Go'inim, etc. 
we know that the Ramah brings in Shulchan Aruch that it's a minhik. Can we point started. out the date when Hakafa started exactly? We look at the Svarim and the Rishonim where it's mentioned the first time that there's a minhik of Hakafas by the Ashkenazim, I think in the 1200s or 1300s. In Shulchan Aruch it's not brought. The Ramah brings that it's a minhik, and the Ramah brings from a previous Sefer, I believe. So if your son's not inside with hakafas, he should he shouldn't get a beating. Huh? But there is things that. Right. So somebody doesn't do hakafas. Yeah. I mean, whatever. All the, et cetera. We, so it, it, it gives it uh, the emesdik, and also in terms of history, there's a real link. There's a real chain. It, it, there's like a, a chain that continues and it's not interrupted, and we know exactly who comes from whom, how he came from him or how she came from her, all the way back. Even when it's not so comfortable to say, like it does within the nice of the Yehuda and Tamar, even when it's not everything, so comfortable. Everything. And but there's some things like the... the you know, that yeah. the yeah. yeah. did it, and it's not a big Mokhloitis thing, but not a Tamar, but a Shoshu. Not on the fundamentals. All the Mokhloitisin that you have, you have thousands of Mokhloitisin, but not on the fundamentals. <laughs> Yeah, nobody's arguing. There's that. no if there was a marble. You understand? There was a machlaikas if it started with Zion here, or it started with Zion Cheshvan. Fine. You're right. There's a machlaikas of Krishna Shalarvis. You could read till Chatzai, so you could read till Amud HaShachar. Or till Ashmur Arishayna. Yeah, there's a lot of machlaikas. There's a machlaik between Rashi and Rabbi Natams. How you have to put, you know, it was a one day, once asked a Jew, why you don't put on tefillin? He says, I don't get involved in politics. Rashi, I've been a Thomas, I don't, I don't get involved in machlaikas in this. Yeah? So somebody once told this to me, so I said, the machlaikas, Rashi, I've Thomas, the order. If you put in which parshin, the four parshis, yeah? Shema, Vahaya, Kaddish, Vahaya, what's the order of the four? That's the machlaikas. No machlaikas, we have to put on tefillin. No machlaikas, we put on tefillin. No machlaikas, what tefillin looks like. In terms of shape and color. Machlaikas is fine. These are real machlaikas. But I'm saying, and even that, everything has context. Why is there a machlaikas? What's the Yisoida of the machlaikas? Yeah, but my question is on things that are not based on Like I said, it goes It's definitely a myth. In fact, no, it's not true. If you go through the Haggadah, yeah, and ask what we do the night of Pesach, what's biblically commanded? If I say I'm doing only Minatayra, huh? No, Vigada Talavincha. That's taken. To tell the story to your child. That's the mitzvah. That and eating matzah. Nothing else. Not more. Not more. Because it's totally in the carbon basic. Today, two things. Talk to your kid and eat matzah. And that's and that that's what we eliminated. <laughs> Who talks to that child in the say there? What? No. No, the Samsharnam Gamliel. If you didn't explain these three things by the Seder to your children, the only thing that's been is eating matzah and talking to your child, telling the story of Yitzhia Smitsam. That's been Hatayra. Dalit Kaisa is not, Marer not, even Chadgadya not. Yeah. <laughs>
Stealing the Afikoiman? Also not. <laughs> it's a minig that's debated. That's a very good example. We know where the minig, we look where the minig is. We trace it back. I don't know where it started, but we know that some Soifid did it. Yes. Fine. And we know that other, and others debated it. Fine. There was a machlaikas about it. We don't know exactly when it started. Yeah, but we know all the Svarim that bring it. We know the Svarim that debate it. I'm sa- oh, I think Kaiman itself. To eat, yeah, I think that's 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 To eat a kazayis matzah the night of Pesach is a dairais. But eruv toichlo matzah. That's it. One kazayis. The night of Pesach to eat a kazayis matzah. Hasebe is medirabonon. Dalit koyses medirabonon. The nusach of the Haggadah for Shomer the Rabban, even pouring out the wine is not menatayla. But even the fifth day, no matzah. Yeah. Matzah, more or not? No, no. More is mitzvah Rabban, not matzah. All the all, all the commandments was mitzvah in the in fullers. You mean the Rabban? Okay, but only the Rabban. Allah, we don't say that. Huh? Yeah, yes, it's, it's a big tayalas. And it's not chas v'sholem and mayit in the chshivas of a minute. It's just fakert. You see the full picture. It's kishmaker. You see the whole the whole mahalach. It's not stam, you know. <laughs> you know, so sometimes these young people, they feel they don't do a minute. Yeah, it's like shmad. You can convert. If he doesn't do the minig of his family or his kehilla, he already broke everything and tomorrow can zechshmad. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> what? Shlisel Kaparos. Minig shtuz, no? Yeah. People, people. He's a Take the marshal every shachris, every morning davening. What aspect is minatayla? Every morning when we get up to daven. Shema. Shema. What else? Huh? The what? The Mishnah. The Mishnah. Whether it's the first Pasuk or, uh, or the first Parsha of Ahavta or the first two Parshas, that's Minatayra. Putting on tefillin is a mitzvah in Atayra, right? Birchas Atayra, the bracha before learning Atayra, and that's it. Shmoyin Ash is not in Atayra, Karban is not in Atayra, Pesachot is in Birchas Krishma. That's it. Yeah, but that, praying itself, but praying itself I could do in the afternoon, praying itself could take 20 seconds, right? Hashem, I really need a good day today. Be here with me. 
the nusach of tefillah, the shmona esrus, the time that's all midrabon. Even the shittas harambam, the tefillah is menatayra, right? But not the nusach of tefillah, and not the times of tefillah. That's not menatayra. But it doesn't make it um, less uh, less um, obligate. No, I'm just saying it's a system. There's a system. What karbonis are, what brachas are. Brachas in the morning, right? That's a chiyuv midirabonah. Karbonis is not a chiyuv midirabonah. Karbonis is a minik. Nohagu, it's a minik. All the karbonis are minik. It's not a chiyuv. Shmaina Esra is a chiyuv midirabonah. Birchis Krishma is a chiyuv midirabonah. Yeah? Psukhe de Zimra is a takon of the rabbonah. Huh? The karbonis is a minik. It's not a chiyuv. Karbonis is a minik. Depends what? Depends what? Davani Mincha is a mitzvah with the Rabbon. Minha becomes a din. Minha becomes a din. And the wrong Minha is the same letters as Gehinna. Yeah. We don't make our own Minhagim, no, no. A min- why, why would we make our own Minhagim? We don't make our own minhagim. The concept of a minhag is <coughs> that. Uh, <coughs> yeah, what is the concept of a minhag? It's brought that minhag, some places it says minhag Yisrael Tairahu, and some places it says minhag Isis Gehenna. So they ask, when, when do you know what? So some people say, depends if it's my minhag or your minhag. <laughs> <laughs> it's my minhag, it's Tairahu, and if it's your minhag, it's minhag Isis Gehenna. But the MS is, the, the beauty of Minhagim is, um, uh, I'll give you a, I'll give you a, a metaphor that, uh, that the Lubavitcher Rebbe once gave. I'll say it in my own words, but the metaphor is his. It's a very beautiful idea. He said there's three types of relationships. Okay? Say I'll use a relationship between a husband and a wife. One relationship is, your wife asks you to do something and you do it. Always. Or at least most of the time. Or you, you ask something and your wife does it. And that's a very beautiful relationship, you know. You don't find excuses. You, you don't disobey. You don't run away. You just do. And you do it with simcha. That's one type of relationship. And we know that today that's a big deal. A husband, his wife does what she wants and he does what she wants. It's a very nice marriage. But there's a deeper relationship. The deeper relationship is she doesn't even have to tell you. She hints it to you. You get the remez, you get the hint. She hints it, you know, you're going in the street and she points to the window and she says, that would be nice. And the next night you give it as a gift, right? So this is already a much deeper relationship because first of all it means you're not looking for excuses. Most husbands say, oh, you should have said so. <laughs> How am I supposed to know? You're not looking for excuses, number one. Number two, you understand her hints. And you know, to understand the woman's remazim, so the fact that you even are sensitive and you understand the rem is that itself is, is, is a deeper relationship. And then there's a third type of relationship. The third type of relationship is she doesn't have to say, she doesn't even have to hint. You on your own anticipate what she would like or she on her own anticipates what you would like and you go ahead and you do it. And that represents a very deep relationship where first of all, I know what you would like and I go ahead and do it even without you asking me to do it. Like this represents, huh? Like, like I anticipate something you would appreciate, even though you didn't even hint it to me, and I go ahead and do it. Now, 
Mitzad romance, mitzad love, mitzad affection, the third is of course much more powerful than the first two. Because this demonstrates the Kir of Hadas. But mitzad negative consequences, right? Where could there be tainus? In the third one, oh, you didn't do what you imagined, there's no tainus. Even a hint, okay. If I ask you to do something, okay. Now there's room for upsetness. So in Yiddishkeit, you have the same three structures. The third one there is. You have a Deiraisa, you have a Derabonon, and you have a Minig, Minig Yisrael. Deiraisa, Rebbeinu Shalom says, and we do. He asks, I want you to keep Shabbos, I want you to eat Kosh, I want you to wear Tzitzis, I want you to put on Tzitzis, I want you to, to have a Mezuzah, whatever it is. Derabonon, the Gemara says in Tainis, Taftes, Leke Midi, Deloi, Remizi Beiraisa. All mitzvahs the Rabbanon are hinted in the Torah. So Hashem hints, and the Jewish people pick up on the hint. An extra vav, an extra hey, an extra yud, an extra vort. All the mitzvahs the Rabbanon are mirumas in Torah, but it's a remez. And then you have Minhagi Yisrael. What are Minhagi Yisrael? Minhagi Yisrael is that Klal Yisrael anticipates what speaks Kivayachal Tashem, and they go and they do it. So mitzat consequences, there's no punishment for not doing a minik. And you can't compare the Rabbanon to the Raisa. This is a hint and this is the fetish. But mitzat, the relationship, there's something very special in the minik. So according to this, those who follow one particular cult should do what the cult does. But if you have your own relationship with God, you've got to have your own relationship. Otherwise, you're following somebody else's So life. really, really, by definition... A minig and a cult are two opposites. Because the definition of a cult is there is no relationship, there's no emotion, there's no connection. It's just be. And really the whole idea of a minig is you're so passionate that you're becoming creative in the relationship. For example, let's say you have a very good marriage. You tell your wife, listen, I only do what it says in the Ksuva, nothing else. We didn't say in the Ksuva that we have to go out. We didn't say in the Ksuva we have to spend time. It doesn't say... On a eflach you need medical bills. You have a, here's the that's what I do. I do what it says next up. I can't have kindness to him, but I'm it's not, it's something off. Yeah. The whole idea is that when there's a relationship, there's creativity in the relationship. Creativity means I don't have to tell you what to do. Creativity means you come home, and you say boom, spontaneous surprise. The whole idea of minhag is that Jews felt the courage to be creative in their relationship with God. Not stick to the books. So when we turn a minig into a cult, it's the very antithesis. The whole idea of a minig is to be imagined, your imagination should be active in your relationship. You understand? Not just to surrender to other people's expectations. You typhus what I'm saying. It's an important part. Minhagim is about passion. Those minhagim should be every person. You're right. Every yid has minhagim. Hidur mitzvah is not minig. Hidur mitzvah is is zekeli van vehom. No, the brisker of in Hanukkah is a chirev. The hidur of Hanukkah is the chefts of the mitzvah, not the chefts of the mitzvah. Part of the chefts. 
Zekeli van Veyu, so the Gemara says in Shabbos, he snarled the fun of the mitzvahs. But if somebody does a mitzvah without Hidur mitzvah, they still did the mitzvah. If somebody doesn't have a big, beautiful esri, they're still Makayim esri, right? Huh? Hidur mitzvah is to make the mitzvah more beautiful. If I light Hanukkah every night one candle, I was Makayim the mitzvah of Hanukkah. I didn't do Mahadrin of Hanukkah. I was Makayim the mitzvah of Hanukkah. Yeah. You'll see an interesting thing, and that is that in Jewish life, the Rabbonons are, usual, are often with more simcha than their Isis, and Minhagim is the deepest simcha. For example, Hakafas. Hakafas is not even a Rabbonon. It's like Reisha Simcha. Purim is not a Deiraisa. You put on Tefillin every morning, you should start dancing. That's what they do upstairs. But most Minyanim, they don't dance. Yeah, You put on Mezuzah, you don't start dancing. Put in major Simcha. Even Hanukkah. The, the, the mitzvah is the Rabbana. Hakafis is a minig. It's not even a Rabbana. It's the biggest Simcha. The, the Jews dance and dance. Why? Because that's the Vart. Because Mitzad obligation, of course, Dairais is much more important. But Mitzad, the, the passion, the Hergish, the minig brings out that relationship. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.